Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at www.audibletrial.com forward slash swoopsworld. Over 100,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. That's audibletrial, A-U-D-I-B-L-E-T-R-I-A-L.com forward slash swoopsworld. You're listening to the Talk Story Radio Network. Welcome to another edition of Swoops World, right here on the new Talk Story Radio Network. Swoops World, where you get all you need to know about arts, culture, news, and happiness. Our number, if you want to give us a call tonight, is 562-912-3444. You can always email us at swoopsworld at gmail.com, like us on Facebook, and follow us on Twitter. Once again, if you want to give us a call, that number is 562-912-3444. Now just sit back and enjoy Another edition of Swoops World on the new Talk Story Radio Another edition of Swoops World Late Night, Wednesday, January 21st, 2015. How's it going, Peter? It's going well. Looking forward to tonight. We got a big night. We got Tom O'Keefe sitting in. Say hi, Tom. Hello, everybody. How y'all doing? Good to talk to Tom again and uh, talk about some good nutrition stuff and uh, health related <clears throat> and fitness and all that kind of good stuff. And of course, we have Brewski's Beer Tasting, T Bone's Time Out, and uh, Anthony Davis will be calling in. Get a chance to chat with him about some, some things happening in sports. How's your week been, man? Been okay. Nothing, nothing exciting. Yeah. The kids had that holiday, so that was always nice. Always nice having a, a Monday off. So you don't have to wake up early, but then the downside is that now I'm just behind for the whole week. You know, <laughs> catch up. So today I'm doing everything I was supposed to do. You know, yesterday and yesterday I did everything I was supposed to do. Monday, so I'm, I'm just behind. You know? Yeah. But I like not waking up early, man. I'm telling you, I'm, <laughs> I, I'm not a morning riser. Yeah, it's, a, it's rough. When morning is, you know, for me. Waking up the kids and getting out of that going is like 6 a.m. That, that is way too early for me. Way too early. It's way too early to we wake it up for somebody else. For somebody else. <laughs> yeah. For sure. So, how's things been with you? Not bad, not bad. Just, uh, you know, I haven't been getting up that early, but, you know, <laughs> getting up doing, you know, same old stuff every day. And, uh, you know, kids got a few soccer games each week and all that kind of good stuff. But uh, watching sports and hanging out. Reading, I started that book. Uh, Still like an artist, and uh, so far so good, man. That's a good one. Yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying. It. I mean, I, I haven't gotten deep into it. I just started it today, and uh, I'm liking what I'm reading. Yeah, it's a good one. It's entertaining, uh, and uh, some of it, you know, you'll already know. But uh, some of it already done. But yeah, <laughs> but it's, it's good. It's just you know, kind of for those, those artistic, creative types. You know, you get in those ruts. It's the time to kind of read that and go, okay, here's how I get out of that exactly, rut. Exactly, exactly. Negative rut. And it's well written. I, yeah. I enjoy it. So, so far, so good. Um, that's bad. You know what? I tell you what. Let's uh, let's take our first break and come back and introduce Tom and get things rolling. What do you say? Sounds good. You're listening to Swoops World on the Talk Story Radio Network. Oh, uh, I forgot to tell you. Last night, I co-hosted on the uh, Rob Saul Show. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, with uh, Nikki and Rob and... Uh, 
Let's see, CMW is uh, in the house, and uh, the Mad Shangy was in there. That was a good time. I had a lot of fun. So, cool. Uh, get a chance to check that out. Yeah, he's got a archived, I think, on uh, nightviewsradio.com, so you get a chance to listen to this show from last night. And uh, we'll take our first break and come back and uh, introduce our guests. This is It's Okay, and this is called Dream. Back after this.
Hey, over here, behind the fence. Huh? You? The bike? Yeah, the bike. Here in the grass where the kids left me a while ago. Could you get the dust off my seat and remind the kids how fun I still am? Okay. Oh, you are dusty. I may need my spokes tightened too. Let's go. As Native American parents and caregivers, our encouragement to healthy lifestyles for our kids is helping them get outside and play. Get ideas. Get involved. Get going at letsmove.gov slash Indian Country. Brought to you by USDA, HHS, and the Ad Council. It's me, your heart. High blood pressure is serious. And if you think I'm just going to keep ticking away, you're wrong. I can quit whenever I want, but I like my job. Just treat me better. Maybe we can do some exercise on occasion. After all, we're in this together. Don't let your heart quit on you. High blood pressure can lead to a stroke, heart attack, or death. Get yours to a healthy range before it's too late. Find out how at heart.org slash blood pressure. A message from the American Heart Association, the American Stroke Association, and the Ad Council. You're listening to the Talk Story Radio Network. Hey, this is Sean Paul on the Wall, and you're listening to Swirl. And welcome back to Swoops World, and we're happy to have the return of Tom O'Keefe to the show. Now, Tom's been involved uh, for over 30 years. Uh, been in uh, nutrition and fitness consultant. He's competed in football, baseball, basketball, track, cross-country, Including the 200 and 400 meter events, USA Men's Masters Track Program, Triathlon, Professional Arm Wrestling, and Rowing. And uh, we went, he's a national he's a national marketing director for NSA. How's it going, Tom? Uh, better than I had uh, guessed at my age. I, I never <laughs> thought I'd be here. <laughs> well, you know, you know, it's interesting. You know, we we've had you on the show a lot, and we know you. We're, we're friends and stuff, but so a lot of things that we we already know. Our listeners don't know, but uh, tell tell your story about how you how you kind of you were always kind of fitness oriented, but how you decided to turn that turn that key and, and get to the more of a health uh, whole food uh, nutrition uh, basis. Uh, you want me to go back to my childhood? <laughs> and I always like to tell the Bob's Big Boy story. <laughs> go on, as far uh, back as you need to be. <laughs> okay, all right. So in eighteen sixty, uh, <laughs> uh, the folks didn't make a lot of money. Uh, Mom didn't have a car. Uh, Dad, uh, he, he kind of misused some of our family funds now and then, and we'd run out of uh, money before we ran out of month. And uh, so we used to stab each other for the, the first bite and uh, to get the food off the dinner table. So we all ate fast, and it wasn't good food, but we ate a lot of it as fast as we possibly could. So my grandfather would come to town knowing that might we might use a meal every once in a while and say, I'm treating you. But even though he was a millionaire, we'd go to Bob's Big Boy, and that was, that was good enough. That's how I stayed a millionaire. You know, they spend their money foolishly. So before we ordered lunch, uh, the server was the same server we'd usually get over there on Bellflower Boulevard in Long Beach. And uh, we would, um, they'd warm me up with four Bob's Big Boy hamburgers before lunch. And that was warm up. Mm-hmm. And I exercised like crazy. I was always running around doing something. And I adopted the philosophy that, that um, my relatives, friends, aunts, and uncles kept telling me. And I just kind of walked into what they believed was going on with me is that I could eat whatever I wanted and work it off. And I didn't realize that everything I was eating was 
sticking to me to my uh, internal organs faster because I was exercising so hard. So not eating right and over-exercising was exactly the wrong solution, and I paid for it um, about 20 years later when the buildup was accelerating because of my aggressive exercise and sitting down and eating two whole family-sized pizzas and, uh, and some uh, brewskis, and it, it wasn't <laughs> working for me after a while, but nobody knew the difference when I was younger. Yeah. That's a short story. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, uh, I remember talking to you a while back and you were saying that, you know, <clears throat> you started to lose some friends and, and you, you kind of started saying, you know, that maybe maybe there's something to be done to, to, to prolong life. Right? Well, losing friends means they died. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so you, you, you lo- I started losing family and friends uh Noticing it more in the early 90s, late 80s, and I started taking a deeper look into um, why not only, why wasn't I feeling as well as I used to, and I just figured the aches and pains were everybody was rubbing their shoulders in the gym and doing stupid stuff, and, and we'd all put raw eggs in the blender together, which was even more stupid, as your body can't digest raw eggs. But, Rocky uh, could do it. Rocky but, did. But we, <laughs> we, did, we did it anyway. He chickens, too. <laughs> and you then, tell me that doesn't work either? <laughs> <laughs> and then because I had a, uh, you know, a circle of friends, and I, I've had some really, really good friends uh, in my life and good buds. And I was just talking to one the other day, and, and he played football for USC, and he knows uh, AD. And... Um, Anthony Davis, and a good guy, by the way. And uh, some of these guys, they started dropping. The guys that I played uh, hardball, baseball with, and and I used to throw the football on a, on a team, and uh, the, these guys, they're gone. And they chose me to do the eulogies at their funeral. And my, ma- my mother died in 1996, and so did a really, really good friend of mine who was uh, L.A. County Sheriff. And I was coaching him in the sport of arm wrestling. And I, was, I was actually coaching uh, the uh, police and fire Olympics, both, both the fire and the police departments, for five years in a row, uh, taking teams all over the United States, uh, competing. And um, I started looking into why some of these guys weren't making it. I go, this This is, I'm not old enough to be having these, my friends having these problems. And and I'm getting tired of doing these eulogies because you got to write a new one every time. You can't just change the name. And I started doing my homework. And I realized that the vitamins went in the trash can. And I'm giving you kind of the short uptake. You know, I go, oh, my God. Not only was I taking vitamins, I was taking more than anybody because I figured more more was better and I thought well at least a multivitamin won't hurt you well even the the, the research on that is marginal at best and so I go what what can I do I said I eat everything and then I realized that eating everything I was leaving out the stuff I should have been eating and I was uh, eating all the stuff I should have been leaving out and um, so I, I started doing I went back to school. I'd take classes at UCI. I I would go to lectures at, at UCLA. I would learn from the best registered dietitians there were. I did a voluminous amount of reading, 
and learning from the best sources instead of just getting my information from Wikipedia and, um, uh, you know, blogs like Sloan blog and all the, you know, there's some pretty bogus stuff out there. And so it changed everything I needed to do for myself. And I started sharing it with other people. And so that kind of happened in the mid nineties. We, we, uh, we hear so much each, each day, uh, regarding, um, health and nutrition and what people should eat, what you shouldn't eat. And, and, and every day it's something to do with, you know, it's, uh, you know, uh, I'm reading a book right now, uh, written um, by, uh, Robin Quivers from the Howard Stern show. Yeah, she became a vegan, and so her, you know, her, and she was she was a nurse uh, prior to her radio career. So she's she basically she talks about uh, uh, you know let food be thy medicine and um, you know plant food and specifically plant food uh, living living foods and what that can do for you. And then you know on the flip side of that you hear about the, like the paleo diet and you hear about you know the zone diet or this diet or that diet. <laughs> paleo is crazy man. It is crazy. <laughs> I, I have some uh, in-laws that uh, <laughs> I think that's just the greatest thing. It's like, I call it the knuckle dragger diet. <laughs> oh yeah, gonna hurt some feelings there. Zero common sense in some well, of that. It's funny. Oh. I was reading an article just recently that uh, by some nutritionist. Uh, I don't remember her name, but. She, you know, she basically said, you know, even even to, even if you accept that as as the way people ate at, at that period of time, she says, you know, eating is regional, so everybody wasn't eating exactly the same things they're right. telling me because they might live in a different region where they didn't have access to certain you know certain types of food or and they only had plant life and stuff like that. So it was it was a pretty interesting breakdown, but. You know, Tom, what, what what are your thoughts on all those different things? Uh, there, there's a story that goes, I don't believe in diets. I believe in lifestyle changes that can do, you can do for the rest of your life. So when you hear the U.S. Olympic gymnastics coach, Jack Medina, who not only knows how to coach athletes, now he knows how to fuel them, and his books are phenomenal. Um first three letters in the word diet or die so you know that he says that'll tell you something and he laughs but uh a diet is not sustainable and there's been a lot of books sold promoting a certain way of eating and um i don't blame it seems like everybody's looking for the new fat like you mentioned uh the eggs i remember as a kid Oh yeah, eggs in the blender. But yeah, that yeah. was the thing. Oh, yeah. Especially if you wanted to be fit. Really oh, we fit. did it. So, yeah, and then right. you know, there's always some new fat. You know, like this paleo thing. Right. And, and uh, I remember being in high school. You know, like you should eat, eat as many carbs as you can. Right. Pasta, rice, carbo breads, loading. Eat carbo load. Carbo right. load. Carbo loading. loading. Carbo right. Load. <laughs> and guess what? And guess it's what? Like now they don't. Fat do. is it. It's like, <laughs> yeah. It, it, you know, it's just it's it, everybody's. Everybody, I think the big problem or, or whatever in all of this is that everybody's looking for the quick fix. Right. You're, like, you're... And boom, we got right. it. Right. Yeah, where do, you, where, do you, where do you think uh, performance enhancing, uh, you know, the, what do you call them? Peds? Yeah. <laughs> you know, everybody's looking for, and deflated balls, you know. Uh New England's in trouble. <laughs> Again. Yeah. Again. <laughs> everybody's, everybody's, you know, you, you can go back and everybody's looking for an advantage. 
Um, and you know what they're finding out now is, uh, you know, I'm working with the, uh, quite a number of the, the U.S. Uh, rowing team, you know, the, the guys that have been to the Olympics and are going back again. And what they're finding out, and I don't know, uh, you know, I've done marathons, I've done long-distance swimming, I've done um, sprint work, you know. If you couldn't make as a distance runner, you tried to run shorter <laughs> sprints and see if you can pick up your speed. Um, and and what what I found is is uh, uh, I'm just getting feedback from some of these extreme athletes. I just had lunch with Tom Graves today, and uh, he's he's a good dude, real good dude, and uh, he's uh, formally going back to. You know, to train with the elite uh, rowers to put the hammer down for 2016, yeah. and he is on my program 100 freaking percent, and so are his buds in the boat, and they're blowing the field away, and it's really interesting to see. And people ask him, "So, what's your secret? What are you doing?" Well, I hate to tell you, I used to eat a lot of calories and carbo load and all this kind of stuff, and it put me in the hospital because I wasn't getting enough of the right nutrients. I was getting plenty of calories, but I wasn't getting the little micronutrients that come in plant food. And basically, I was going to quit. Have to, I was going to have to quit being an athlete. That, you know Tom's story. And he's one of many. And he says, since I started adding more fruits and vegetables to my diet, as in mega doses, because athletes need a minimum of 20 servings a day, and the same goes for people who have stressful marriages, by the way. So, you know, anybody wants to raise their hand on that one. Yeah. He's all clear so, or, or, or if they have kids and they got to help them with homework, you might need 20 servings of fruits and vegetables that day. So, you know. He'll get there, too. Yeah. So all the shortcuts, as good as people think they are, are being surpassed by the longer-term goal of eating right and the athletes who are eating more fruits and vegetables are doing better than the guys who are taking their stupid vitamin pills and the performance-enhancing drugs. So well, it's the long cut's working. Well, that brings a good question, yeah. a question, though, because, you know, a lot of times you'll hear some people say, well, you know, you're lacking, you know. You're In lacking, endurance sports. You're lacking, you know, vitamin B or vitamin A or name, name, your, name your, your vitamin. And um, so, you know, you go to, you can go to the, Farm, not the pharmacy, but the GNC or someplace like that, and purchase that <clears throat> vitamin and add it to your diet. But you're saying the vitamins are no good. So if you're lacking those things, how do you go about getting those? Well, first of all, uh, there are 13 known vitamins, right? And where do vitamin come from? Well, that's something that they gave a name to to identify a certain in nutrient in a fruit or vegetable <coughs> that has been shown to do something to prevent scurvy or rickets or whatever it might be, then they called it vitamin C, you know. And they've discovered so many more since the original 13, they don't even bother to give them names. So what's a vitamin? Vitamin is one of over 40,000 nutrients that you find in, in plants, all right, and, and uh, some animals. And... Uh, so, and sunshine vitamin really isn't a vitamin, it's a hormone, but they got to call it something, so they call it a vitamin. And so, really, vitamins come from food, the perfect balance in nature. And if you make a dose of vitamin, chances are your body is going to have to overcompensate to either get rid of the excess, 
use any of it all, uh, any of it at all. So it's going to rob nutrients from other parts of the body or not be able to use the vitamin. And your vitamin, your body will take that calcium that it can't use and deposit it to your arteries if you're taking too much at one time. And this is all published in JAMA and everything else right now. So uh, if you don't want to overthink it and read too many labels about how much of this vitamin and that vitamin and then wonder whether it's even going to be absorbed, and if you don't have C without the what's supposed to go with it so your body can use it, you don't have to think about it if you're eating the food. Yeah. You just do it. Yeah, it's when, cool. When you talk about whole food nutrition, what, what is that definition? What is the definition of whole food nutrition? I mean, is there like... Because Real. We, we also hear about like organic and non-organic or quasi-organic. So when you talk, you tell people like, you know, they need to get more fruits and vegetables and you talk about whole food nutrition, what exactly do you mean? Uh... When you went to the grocery store last time and you picked out, uh, say, the apples that you bought, uh, what did the ingredients list say on the sign or the, what was stuck on the apple? What what did the ingredient list say? It said gala apples. It said gala apples, right? <laughs> so the ingredients in an apple are? The apple. Apple, right. <laughs> so uh, the whole food means real food. And so when you read a label and it shows nutrition facts – Instead of supplement facts, you you chances are you're on the right track. If it's a supplement, it usually has either junk in it or they throw a bunch of vitamins in to make the Fruit Loops taste good or look good on the label. So the real food diet, you can't fool a kid with a real food diet. You put a banana from them, they know what a banana is. So if you can milk it, fish it, hunt it or pick it if it walks the earth or swims or flies preferably picking it it's food and a kid can figure that out and we adults we try to overthink it and take a shortcut and you know we go look at gnc or you see all these people i just like to stand there and listen listen to these people that are i feel sorry for the public they'll wander up and down the 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 bottles of vitamin aisles there and they go which one do I need? Now, just listen. They'll talk to themselves. They'll talk to anybody that's walking by. Anybody. Just kind of like in the gym. You know how you work out and you get gym rat advice on the right exercise from, <laughs> from some guy that's killing himself but doing the wrong exercise for 20 years, but you'll take advice from him? He <laughs> looks like he knows what he's doing. He looks like he knows what he's doing. And, uh, you know, dead doctors don't lie, right? So uh, I'll just listen. And then I'll listen to the advice that the store guy, that the, the hiree gives them. And uh, they just want them to pull something off the shelf and put it in their bag usually. Or they might give uh, an incomplete or a complete knowledge. They might have some knowledge. But I just sit and listen. I don't try to intervene. And I feel sorry for the public. I feel sorry for people that are uninformed because they don't know. They just need to go over there at the other end of the – leave the center aisle alone and go over there where all the different colors are and put as many in your basket as you can and uh, use a blender in the morning and try to eat the rest of the meals and make it easy. Don't overthink it. But I'm sure there's like – like because there's certain specific ones you can get. Because, you know, we hear about, you know, superfoods and we hear about kale and like goji berries and – and you know certain things like that. Which what are the ones? What are those specific ones that we we gotta have? You know there are some foods that you eat, which your body knows exactly 
where to send the nutrients. Like kale has a particular affinity to kill cancer cells. Cherries have a particular affinity for, and apple skins, for opening your lungs up so you can breathe better if you're asthmatic. Okay? And a lot of people don't like to learn the fancy words for all that, like ansothionins and ketchins and quercetin and all the, the fuzzy stuff. If you want to impress somebody with that, it don't matter. Throw an apple skin in your blender in the morning with a little bit of perfect uh, uh, electrolyte balance from a banana and blend it up and put some kale in there. Fight the cancer, throw some turmeric in there. You know, I, I got a shake that I got from the Cancer Treatment Centers of America from Dr. Marilyn Joyce. And um, we're just promoting that all over the world. And uh, the the stuff that's in there has been researched over and over and over. I mean, the, the information is there. And if you get enough of it every day, it's not a guarantee. Because I know people who try to eat right and they, they'll catch a disease catch is the wrong word. You don't catch a disease. You, 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 it evolves and you, you make it easy for the disease to proliferate. Um, I, there are so many foods that, that, like lutein from an, in, in a fruit or vegetable, that, like the green leafy vegetables, the lutein that's in there knows to go to the eyeball. How does it know? Because it just, because it does. We don't know how it, science does not know why lutein, zeaxanthin goes to the eyeball and protects your retina. It just does. (laughs) So if you get enough every day and you get a wide variety of colors, um, you know, you can go to take a seminar on food and figure out why all this stuff happens and you can spend the rest of your life uh, enjoying the beautiful science of what's in food and why it does what it does because the they're not even studying vitamins anymore. They ain't even bothering. They're, they're, they're not studying the isolated, extracted vitamins that come from food. Uh, they're, they're studying the, the synergy of what's in the food. And, uh, you know, just eat your apples. You know, I heard, you know, you were talking about, you know, some of the things you put into a blender and, and, and make, make a, a shake out of. Uh, I yeah. was reading something recently where uh, this person, who I, I don't know who they were, they were saying, you know, you, you don't mix your fruits with your vegetables. They say you eat your vegetables this time of day, fruits this time of day, and, and never the two shall meet. There, there, there's something to say for that. You want to eat your fruit in the morning, veggies in the afternoon. Um, I exercise in the morning, so I put, will put a little bit of fruit to kind of make the veggies taste better. But you don't want to fall asleep on a bunch of sugar. So unless you're exercising and doing a power lifting in the morning and your marathon running in the afternoon where you will use those extra sugar calories it's it's best to let the sugar dissipate throughout your system so you can have a good night's sleep because when you as i said two years ago when i was on your show (laughs) um if you fall asleep on sugar your body's normal production of human growth hormone will not be secreted it's suppressed sugar you can't have both you can't have high glycemic index foods and HGH production in your body at night when it normally comes out if you're getting a good night's sleep. So, the, the you know, if you want to lose weight, if you want to have energy, if you want to feel good when you get up, don't fall asleep in a bunch of sugar because the repair crew from the HGH your body normally secretes can't go to work at night. 
Caltrans that yeah. fixes your body's broken stuff that you've accumulated your whole life, that it tries to nip away at the little pet projects. But if you overload it with stuff uh, to, to fix every day, it, it can't work on the stuff on the sidelines or anything. So that, yeah. You, 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 you were saying like what you have first thing in the morning. Now, a lot of people get up and, and go to work or get up and work out first thing in the morning. Um, is it important to have something before you start your day? Or oh, I know what you're going to ask me. <laughs> can you get up and do these things and then eat afterwards? Or, you know, because uh, I mean, we, we hear... We hear breakfast is the most important meal of the day, but you know some people don't like to work out on a full stomach. They like to work out on an empty stomach, or, or you know. Uh, so, uh, but then you hear people say, "Well, you got to have something before you go to the gym, or you got to have something before you, you start your day." Uh, this, this is a good question. There's a lot of parents out there that want to know, you know, what do I feed my kid? I want to be a good parent. I don't want to harm my kid. And, and yet, there's times of the essence uh, in the morning when you're trying to get the kid out the door and. And, and, you know, the, the school districts are trying to figure out if they should feed, uh, you know, breakfast, lunch, dinner, and all that's going on right now. And so they know the importance of food for thought and food for energy. But for exercise, you know, if you eat a lot of food, your body knows to send all the blood to your stomach to digest the food. So... Will you get a cramp and die if you're going to swim right after eating four big boys, uh, big boy uh, cheeseburgers? Well, you probably won't get a cramp, but you'll you won't have much energy, right? It does. You 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 have to um, uh, um, allow the muscles to work by having fuel in your system and let the f- digestion take place. So before you exercise. Never train on an empty stomach, basically. So blend, you want a blended juice, not a juice, but a blended nutrient drink, about six to eight ounces, about 45 minutes, no sooner than uh, 45 minutes before you exercise because you want it to go into your bloodstream, you want the energy, and you don't want to throw a lot of protein and a lot of fiber in that drink. You want it to go into your bloodstream for energy, and you want it to be real food, not just a protein shake which is a waste of time. So you want to throw something in there that's going to give you energy so your your uh, glycogen stores can go to work for you. Uh, if you want to eat a meal before you exercise, you want to do that a couple hours ahead of time so it can get in your bloodstream so the muscles can actually use the fuel. So eating something before you exercise really isn't going to do it for you. Having a nice, healthy shake um, uh, will do it for you. Because it gets in there and you can go to work and you're all that you're not going to do a lot, so all that uh, blood isn't going to be taking uh, brain waves. You know, it's it's not going to make you sleepy and drowsy because you overate mm-hmm. uh, and you'll have the energy. One more thing is is if you do train on an empty stomach, uh, thinking that hey I'm going to lose weight because I'm exercising and I'm not eating. Well, it does two things: it slows down your metabolism. And the next meal you eat, since your body thinks you're trying to kill it, it stores your next meal as fat because it's the famine's on, right? And then you eat another meal and your body's on a roller coaster. So it has the opposite effect. And, and if you do end up losing weight in that process, your body loses brain muscle and bone tissue, the stuff that weighs the most. So your body is losing weight. You will lose scale weight. 
but it'll hold on to the fat because it thinks they're trying to kill it. So uh, you'll, the scale will move. And because the, the, the heart's a muscle, you will lose muscle tissue right there as well. Your body will cannibalize the very things that you need to hang on to. Right. And so your body will be, basically eat itself to get through the exercise. Wow. Happy thought. Happy thoughts. <laughs> well, you know, we're talking about pre-workout, but then you always hear people talk about a post-workout meal. Uh, maybe load up on protein after workout, or, or, or you know, or, you know, a big, you got to feed those muscles that you just broke down and things like that. Or right. what's, what's the truth behind all that? So get some sugar in your system afterwards because you you've depleted it. Mm-hmm. So get 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 something sweet in your system, a little bit of protein, because you but you don't need a lot because your body stores excess protein as fat, and. Uh, Anybody know a Mongo in the gym that's glugs down about 50, 60 grams of protein in, in liquid form, and the more protein, the better? Mm-hmm. And then they eat this stupid waste stuff. Which is a, it's a junk dairy protein, stuff they used to throw away, and now they find they can make money for it from it, and they put it on a box and sell it to people and try to dress up the advertising. And uh, so, it, you know, weighs dairy. So uh, not the best source of protein. Causes inflammation and can't figure out why all this shit hurts after it. Whoops, pardon my language. So uh, use a, a good source of uh, plant-based protein. Um, I, I do love salmon, you know, but you can't eat, you can't find uh, wild salmon right after you train. So <laughs> I, I use uh, I use something called the Complete Shake, and it and it does the job uh, all over the world. Been the official food of the last three Olympics, and. Um, Gets right into your bloodstream. Perfect uh, uh, blend of uh, uh, not too much protein, just enough, but a whole variety of different kinds of protein, and um, um, just enough sugar, natural, not artificial added sugar, um, to replenish your energy stores. So um, a recovery should start happening before you exercise. So you're getting your recovery drink into your bloodstream before you work out. So you can recover during the workout, as in having a good shake mix that you can use. Skip the dairy. And then another recovery drink where you will add fiber, add flaxseed, add the chia seeds, put some good protein in there with uh, the other good healthy foods with some fruit in there to to uh, get some sugar back into your system. When we first got it started, you were talking about uh, elite athletes, and or, or maybe just athletes, but then we did talk about elite athletes, and we talked about like Tom Graves, who's past guest on the show, him and his brother. But you mentioned something about athletes need 20-some-odd servings of vegetables a day. Yeah. They spend the whole day chewing on lettuce and, and, and carrots and stuff. I mean, how can somebody get that much? I mean, most people have... Is three, this a trick question? Four meals a day, and they, <laughs> and they, you know, some peas on the side or whatever, or a salad. Uh, I, I don't see how uh, how they can get twenty odd servings of vegetables a day. It, it's it's uh, it's tough. It's tough, and it doesn't have to be expensive, but it's it's difficult. Um, I'm going to take you back to 1970 when the American Cancer Society started. Remember the five-a-day campaign? Yeah. Okay. They picked Peter the five. Peter wasn't alive. He started teaching it. 
Peter wasn't alive, but we'll, we'll, we'll just 1970, he was a glimmer somewhere. And, uh, yeah. Stumbling around the crib. Yeah. Yeah, with a flap in the back and the feet pajamas. Right? Did you have carrots that I turn orange? Did you have yellow or blue pajamas with a flap in the back and the, and the feet in the pajamas there? Yeah. Yeah? I had one of those. So where was I? Uh, so 1970 started the American Society. So, so I'm going to take, I don't know how many billions of dollars have been spent, but uh, maybe $27 billion going. This is 10 years ago the stats came out. And kept throwing money at cancer research and trying to get people to eat their five servings a day. Three vegetables, two fruits, or the opposite, whatever that the combination to get five. The average American was eating 1.2. So... It wasn't working, and uh, they were putting out education. And remember the stickers on the shelves at the store, the five-a-day campaign stuff, and they had the right idea. But here's the part of the story that not everybody knows. As good a job as they did promoting that, nobody listened because people still wanted their you know, their Nature Way health bar with all the junk that makes it stick together, right? And... Uh, and there's, I don't mean to single them out. There's a whole bunch of them like that. And, but they knew that you needed 15 servings a day back in 1970 because the the nutrient content of our food has been diminishing over the last 50 years because they're producing food incorrectly, right? There's no nutrients in the soil, and they're using artificial ingredients that make it look like broccoli, but there's not much in it. And so how your food is grown is important and knowing where it's grown, how long has it how long ago was it picked and we used to eat stuff out of our backyard but we didn't grow beets. <laughs> so they knew in 1970 that the food supply was a little bit diminished and even if you did get 15 servings a day, which they were it was in they knew you needed 15 servings but they picked five cuz they knew nobody would do 15. Harvard came out in 2009 and said, all right, due to the nutrient density of our food, um, the, the, the number of servings that athletes need, we're upping from 18 to 20, okay, because of the oxidation due to exercise, you know, just like driving a car, right? So 18 to 20, well, how are you going to do that? Well, that's why people take more vitamins or they'll go and there's a lot of companies that like to show you their their can of stuff that's the miracle muscle grow stuff or they people think if they get more protein in their diet there's they're looking for some way to make up for their deficiency what they should do and what they do do and so i did a little homework and i was introduced to everything everything people wanted me to take this take that and uh, I tried a lot of it. In fact, I, early I didn't I didn't know the difference between whey and and um, egg and different proteins. I started having to kind of break it down. Did my homework, and I go, "Holy crap! People are eating this stuff." And so I started taking uh, Juice Plus about 17 years ago, and it's um, the proof that it's real food bridges the gap for me in what I should do and what I do do. Because I still don't get enough in my diet, and I probably, you know, and I throw raw beets and kale and spinach and bananas and apple skins and chia seeds and flax seeds and raw turmeric, and it all goes in my blender every day. 
and now even my wife is starting to listen. <laughs> my own family wouldn't listen for years and years and years, and I know that's typical. A total stranger will be more open-minded than your own family. And um, I, I don't want to be anybody's poster child because um, anybody can do what I do. You just have to give enough eulogies to get some importance in there to, to make you want to do it. And it's too bad youth is wasted on the young. Uh, and, and I wish there'd be a little more sense of urgency with young kids. And I, I, I feel bad for parents that are trying to put food on the table because it is a bear to try to feed your kids and to get them to like anything. When it comes, you know, when we talk about, you know, all the right things to eat and everything. <clears throat> and, you know, a lot of times, you know, the outside looking in, you say, well, that might work for you, but it's unrealistic for me because, you know, every once in a while you're going to want to scoop ice cream or whatever. And I know there are people who are super strict. I, I've, I've, I've run into those, you know, I've had a couple of friends who are like that. And they aren't having any fun. And they aren't having any fun. <laughs> no. Right? So how, no. Do you, how do you, is there a balance or are you like locked in the, you never mess up? Or? I'll, I'll give you the opening remark I used in uh, rowing class when I was uh, doing a little uh, teaching today. Um, I said, you know, you folks are really going to like to hear this. I said, uh, uh, beer is the new wheatgrass. And, you know. Well, we've been saying that for years. Yeah. So, <laughs> Finally, something so, so, you know, it, 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 you know there's a, a, a person that lived a little over 2,000 years ago. They say he walked on water. And, okay, I don't want to be that guy. <laughs> well, the perfection happened a long time ago, and I'm sure – that, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to leave it up to, to other people who want to be perfect. I don't want to be that guy. Um, I enjoy doing what I do, and I, I enjoy the, uh, the, the cheat days that I have where I kind of go off the reservation and, and uh, have my dark chocolate and my, my uh, Cabernet or whatever it might be and, uh, and a good, uh, good bottle recommended by Peter. <laughs> it's always uh, yeah, you're always got to find out that happy balance uh, you know when it comes to anything in life you know Just, but uh, yeah uh, you know when you talk about your health of course you want to you want to you want to be on the, you know be on the more more so on the good side than on the bad side uh, and, and keep things going and I know that you you actually have uh, times where you have uh, uh, events where people can come and talk and listen and, and, and hear uh, what, what you have to say and, and hear about uh, getting more fruits and vegetables in their system. And I know you got something coming up this week, right? I actually, I don't like to, to speak. I like to stream in some of the real brainiacs on the planet. And uh, on Monday at the Long Beach Petroleum Club, you get there between 6.30 and 7. And uh, we're going to stream in Dr. Mitra Ray, Ph.D., Stanford biochemist, on a program that she has introduced to the world voluntarily – has received, uh, she isn't selling books off this program, even though she is an author and a Nobel Prize candidate for Alzheimer's and cancer research. Um, she's really done her homework, and in 20 minutes, you will grasp how the body uses food, how the liver cleanses itself, and the foods to eat to make that happen, and, and why you need to do a lifestyle change and not just a diet. And she will explain why maybe some of these colon cleanses aren't the right way to go. In other words, uh, there's no shortcuts. 
And so you don't have to worry about drastic measures. You just get to really live life and know exactly how to train how you how, how to train your body to use food to its fullest. And um, she is absolutely excellent. So Lumbee's Petroleum Club, which is at 3636 Linden Avenue in Long Beach, uh, it's free and open to the public. And you will not be asked to leave your checkbooks at home. There, there's, there, there, nothing's for sale. So just come and learn, and you will be thoroughly uh, thrilled with what you come away with. And that's Monday the 26th? Yep. 2015, because we've got right. archives, so. <laughs> right. uh, yeah, so that's 630 the Long Beach Petroleum Club, 3636 Linden Avenue, Long Beach. And, uh, yeah, and we'll, we'll have, you know, you, you, get to know, you can contact us if you need more information on that, and, <laughs> and uh, we'll pass it on uh, to, to our listeners. I got a little parting remark. <clears throat> yeah. Unless you need me to stay and blather a little bit more, but uh, probably need to take a break. Yeah, I know okay. you. But, uh, you know... <clears throat> None of us are getting out of this world alive. <laughs> and the goal of eating right is not perfect health forever. It's to enable you to enjoy uh, what God put here, each other and creation. So health is not the goal. So don't make health a goal. Use it as a stepping stone so you can live a better life. Just like money is not the goal, but you earn it so you can have a better life and do what you need to do with that. So. Uh, fruits and vegetables are a means to an end. You know, perfect health, you're still going to end up in a box. <laughs> but it just lets you enjoy a little bit more of those 80-plus years that we're going to be around. Nice. So that's it. Tom, it's always a pleasure to have you on the show, and, and uh, we always get to get learn so much from you. Peter, you got any uh, last-minute uh, questions for Tom there? Um, I, I would say, I would ask you, uh, you know, uh, for those people – who aren't athletes and who are trying to really, you know, they're trying to get in, you know, and it's a lot of times it's hard to jump all the way into something. So taking those baby steps, what would you recommend? Like how to get, you know, how to get your feet wet so before you really, before you really jump in all the way. That that's really an easier question to answer than than I used to think. I was afraid to answer that in the past, but uh, I'm stealing it from uh, Jack Medina again because he makes me laugh. Um, best exercise is the one you'll do. And find out something you're passionate about and do it. Uh, if you don't move your body, it's going to quit on you. If you don't do some resistance training, your muscles are going to atrophy. Calcium isn't going to make your bones strong. Using the muscles, pulling on the bones is what's going to absorb your calcium. So uh, move your body, do some resistance, find something you love to do and do it. And what is going to happen is say if you... You don't know how to ride a bike, but you can get on a rowing machine because you can't tip a rowing machine over. Mm-hmm. Start with a rowing machine. Actually, yeah. Oh, you can. I've known some people. So it'll spring. You find yourself getting good at anything. And this is when I used to teach school. I would try to catch a kid doing something right, and I wasn't his parent. And I would praise him for something, anything. I would just try to, a, a kid that was totally inept at everything, a lousy grades, it was uncoordinated or whatever, I'd try to find something that he could do that he could excel at where maybe his peers would go, hey, good job, Bill. Find him to catch him doing something right, and it'll springboard into so many other things. 
And whether it's music or riding a bike or exercise and do, if they can do one push up, way to go. And then he'll want to do two. And then pretty soon he'll want to, I wonder if I can throw a football. So it'll spring and, you know, shoot, I'm finding out I don't have the energy to play. What do I do to get the energy to play sports? Well, that's where we start to talk about how to fuel the body and not just feed it. You know, yeah. it's, it's interesting you, you, you piggybacking off what Peter said. I, I read an article a, a couple of years ago about a guy who wanted to change his life. Uh, he had a daughter who was, uh, I don't know, four or five years old, and, and he's, he was up over 500 pounds, and he just didn't see he was going to be around to watch her grow up. And uh, he said, you know, he could barely walk, you know, he'd go over to the park and he would sit on the bench and have her run back and forth to him. And he said he couldn't really do anything, so he decided, well, I used to like to ride a bike when I was a kid. Maybe I'll ride a bike. Well, he, he couldn't find a bike that would sustain his weight. So he had to actually find somebody. Uh, he contacted several companies, whatever. He finally found somebody who would build a bike for him. And that guy said, but if I'm going to build it for you, you know, you got to use it. You know, you got you know, so, you know, you to use it and this, this whatnot. And uh, he got it. You know, it took several months to get there. And he said he said he was actually worried he wasn't going to live to get get the bike. Uh, <laughs> he mm. got the bike, and he said the first time he rode it, he could only ride it up to the corner of his street, which sounded like a very short street. Yeah. And uh, you know, little kids in the area would make fun of him and stuff like that. And he got to the point where he could ride around the block. He got to the point where he could ride a half a mile, then a mile, and it just took over time. And but it was something he liked to do, like you said. Yeah. And uh, and you know, over the course of uh, I don't know a year or two, he lost about four hundred pounds. Mm. And uh, mm. but he you know he, he he went through a whole transition with you know food and everything else. But it was just that thing that got him started. And you know you hear people talk about <clears throat> things such as you know don't have to park right next to the build, to the store. You know park park further out and take a few steps. You know people take uh, uh, you know, I was working with somebody once and. And uh, our office is up on the third floor, and uh, when she got started, she would uh, walk up to the second floor and then take the elevator to the third floor. Then she eventually she got to walk up, and, and you know, then she took the stairs all the time, and that's how she got to start changing her body around and changing her health around by <clears throat> taking little baby steps and, and doing little things. You, you brought up something that is, is, is the key to this whole discussion. Carrots, broccoli... Kale, all that stuff doesn't mean anything unless you have a reason to live. Okay, it's easy to pick kids. I want to be around for my granddaughters. Winning a bodybuilding competition isn't motivating me anymore. You know, because that fades fast. (laughs) So being healthy enough to enjoy my kids or somebody else's, uh, spend some twilight years with my wife, uh, work my business and benefit other people to survive a disastrous economy. Uh, that kind of stuff makes me not want to skip the raw beats in my shake every day. Okay, like you, you need to find something that motivates you uh, beyond the self gratification or how, how good you look in the mirror. Okay, <laughs> yeah, that that worked when I was thirty, but it, that faded. All right, last question uh, for you, Tom. Red beets or yellow beets? You know, because you know, you, you know, different. I know. I have, I You've seen them sitting there beside each other in the store. I always got that. I, 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 for my, for my, uh, yeah. 
blending and juicing. Mm -hmm. I usually get the yellow ones because they're not as intensely colored as the right. You know, whatever. But I like them both. So that, I mean, what do you, what do you, do you have a preference? Uh, 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 yellows and reds have different different ingredients. The colors have, but it's an indication of different ingredients. So, but they're both good. That's why you can't just eat red stuff. Yeah. Uh, so switch up. But here's a little secret about beets. Eat the beet leaves, too. I, I always do. Huge. Yeah. Huge. Yeah. Beet leaves are dynamite. I use, I use carrot tops. I use it all. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, one's not better than the other. The, the, the red things, uh, take a look at the cranberries and how good they are. And the, and the acerola cherries, which are kind of all in the little food concentrate that I take. But... Um, Take take a look and see how good they are. Look it up. I don't like to give answers all the time, but if uh, yeah, if our listeners want to get a hold of you personally, uh, you have a website or something where they can get a hold of you. Um, you let's see. Um, get a hold of them through you. All right. Not they want to get a hold of me. They can get a hold of me through you. Not a and I'm totally open to that. <laughs> all right. All right. Thanks a lot, Tom. You listen to Swimsuit on Talks Radio Network. I want to thank Tom O'Keefe, uh, fitness and health expert. And uh, he's got an event coming up next week, Monday, January 26th. If you're in the Long Beach area or nearby, the Long Beach Petroleum Club, 3636 Linden Avenue. And that's at 6.30 p.m. And come on by and, and uh, learn some things for you. We're going to take a quick break and come back and do a little beer tasting after we talk all this health stuff. <laughs> <laughs> this is Brent Michelle. Yeah, hydrate. When I see do. you. Back after this. Hops is a new wheat grass.
My name is Joe Thompson. I'm 29, and thanks to my college degree, I'm a systems analyst. And the college me would tell you. I wouldn't be here without Big Brothers Big Sisters. My big brother believed in me, and to a 7-year-old... That means a lot. My big brother's name is Phil, and Phil is the reason that this 7-year-old grows up to be a systems analyst. Whether you donate money or time, you're helping Big Brothers Big Sisters help a child. Start something today at BigBrothersBigSisters.org. Brought to you by Big Brothers Big Sisters and the Ad Council. Talk Story Radio. I'm Joey. I'm Robert. I'm Dennis. And I'm Ellen. And we're It's Okay! okay. We're listening to Swoon's World! It's time for Brewskies, our beer tasting segment right here at Swoops World Late Night, sponsored by DrinksWineSpirits.com. So grab yourself a glass, pour yourself a brew, and join us right now for Brewskies, sponsored by DrinksWineSpirits.com. Well, happy Wednesday, and welcome to the most important part of the show, the part where we officially drink beer. Tonight we're going to drink uh, an odd beer, and <clears throat> that... Uh, well, we'll get to that. It's uh, this beer from um, Stone Brewery, brewery, and uh, they do other they do collaboration beers, and this is one of their collaborations uh, with Baird and Ishi, uh, the other two brewers. So here's what they have to say about their own brew. Uh, right, I'm gonna cut. There's a bunch of a little wordy here. Uh, our style of brewing has always been about taking chances, the what if mentality, yada yada yada. What if we uh, fermented with a different strain of yeast, or in this case, beer incorporating whole leaf green tea imported from Japan? The answer embodied in this IPA, I guess I should tell you what it was. The Japanese green tea IPA is what we're going to be tasting. What? The answer embodied in this IPA when we first released it in 2011 was something truly magnificent, delicious, and well worth brewing again. This time around, they've changed things up, and they've exchanged Pacifica hops from New Zealand for Helga hops from Australia. The result is an IPA that's as bright, herbaceous, bitingly hoppy as the one that had our fans requesting its return ever since its depletion from store shelves. Uh, this is a 12, 10% alcohol beer, which is uh, pretty awesome. We love that. Yes, indeed. And uh, as mentioned, it's got Japanese green tea in it and uh, available for limited time in <clears throat> bombers and draft only. So... Uh, you have to. You might have to do a little searching to find this one, uh, but uh, it's from one of our favorite breweries. Yes, indeed. So, uh, and uh, I got a little lucky, and uh, last week somebody gave me a free bottle as a, an appreciation for my uh, regular uh, visits, and uh, so I can tell you, this is. You guys are gonna. It's very interesting. So, but uh, that's what we have. To, that's what we're tasting: Japanese green tea IPA. Salute. Salute. I heard that. Tom, you're first. Now uh, just tell us what you think about it and whether you like it or not and what you do is whether why you like it or why you don't like it. And then uh, we'll go around and then we'll get done with that. Then we'll give it a score. I like it. It was hoppy, but not too hoppy, and it was a little bit creamy, which is actually good for me. That's my taste. 
Uh, I liked it. Peter, I think you're up tonight. Well, uh, I like this a lot. Uh, it's different, and it's not something I would drink like lots of, at, at least not at one sitting. Uh, it's one of those beers that it's, it's great to share with someone else. Uh, if you're doing like a flight or a beer tasting dinner, this would be very, very versatile. We'll get to that later. But uh, what I like is you can really taste the green tea yes, in it. Indeed. And that's just, at first I thought that would just be a bad combination. Uh, we've, we've seen those before where you're like, that just does not go together. <laughs> but um, I find that the green tea plays really nicely with the hops that they've chosen. And it, it's, I, I'm, it's really very enjoyable. But it's also just a little bit odd. So again, it's, I, I, I couldn't sit down and drink this like all, this is what I'm drinking today. Right. It's, it's more like have some and, and then move on to the next beer. You or me, bro? We'll go. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's it's not... Now, I'm trying to think of how to nuance this, because the green tea part is not subtle at all. I, it, no. I was not expecting quite as much, kind of like you were saying. Uh, it is it is out there <laughs> for everyone to experience. Um, the hops have, like you were saying, a nice subtle way of kind of balancing it out. And uh, I, I, it's, I saw the bottle, and my initial reaction when I opened the fridge and saw the bottle was, huh? <laughs> and then my next reaction when I saw down here in the corner of the label part where it said 10.1% alcohol, then my reaction was, Huh? <laughs> and, 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 you know, honestly, I, this is uh, I can compared to what I was expecting and what I really you know thought could go wrong. Um, it's this is a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would tend to agree. I think everybody has kind of described it as best one could describe this beer. I think it's it's, it's pretty hard to describe, um, <laughs> but. Yeah, I think no one expected, and at least on me, that the amount of green tea that you get right up front. Um, you wouldn't expect that in a beer. And like you said, Peter, you know we've seen things go terribly wrong with some of these combinations people come up with. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Tom talked about the creaminess of it. Uh, the creaminess is great. Uh, the hops, the balance is, is spot on. Um, but if somebody would say, you know, tell me more about this beer, I, that's about all I can tell you. I, you have to try it. I mean, you actually have to try it. And experience it yourself to really get all the nuances involved in this beer. I think it's a really well-made beer, good tasting beer. I like the amount of green tea. I'm with you. I couldn't drink this all day long, but uh, yeah, sitting around having you know a split of honor with somebody, not a problem. This is a good beer. I wouldn't I wouldn't pull this one off the shelf just looking at the at the label on the bottle. Somebody yeah. would actually have to introduce it to. I me. had actually seen this yeah. previously and avoided it. My first yeah. anything stone, I automatically I'm gonna try that. And uh, I, I was reaching for it, you then thought, I saw the green tea. Smoke, smoke porter situation. Yeah, yeah. I was like, no, I'm not gonna. <laughs> so if I hadn't been given this one, yeah. uh, or you hadn't brought it here tonight, uh, this would have been one just with, by the label, just like you're saying. Yeah. I'd, have, I'd have probably avoided it. That so was just the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah, we're trying this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're reading the numbers. I, 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 didn't, I didn't even know it was 10%. I, yeah. The funny thing is, is is uh, I, I talked to the guys uh, that, that uh, help us select our, our tastings each week, and uh, they're having an event tonight where they're doing dark beers, and the guy says, uh, I said, a lot of stouts. He says, oh, yeah. He says, you got one that's 12%, and uh, he says, you got another one that's uh, a little bit more. And I'm like, man, we should do the show from here tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Tom, on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being best. 
I'm going to give this a 7.5. 7.5. Peter. Yeah. Well, this one's kind of odd because it is an IPA, and I think it lives up to that billing. Um, so it's I, I, I stay in that category. Yeah. yeah so I'm going to I'm going to measure it against the, an IPA as opposed to like a specialty beer, you know. Uh, and all that being said, it's still I'm still going to give it an eight. Timo. I am a solid seven on this one. I don't know where else to go. You're not going to go that point five. No, I was no. going to go a point two five, but then I felt like I really would be screwing myself in the math department later on. Uh, I'm with Tom. I'm going to give seven point five. Huh. That made it easy. You're welcome. Seven point <laughs> five. Peter. Uh, this is, uh, this, like I said, this is a beer that has a lot of possibilities, and I suspect would actually be better, as many brews are, uh, with some food to go along with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, <coughs> but you're going to have to be careful. I mean, this is the, the if you want to maintain that that green tea flavor. Uh, Good with Thai food. Yeah, you're gonna need to go with the right kind of food. Like it, it's gonna probably be completely covered up by like the big heavy steak with, you know, sauces and mashed potatoes. It's it's not that. It's not for that. Uh, this is Tom said Thai food. I could definitely. This would be great with some of the the lighter curries that aren't too too crazy spicy. Emerald uh, curry. Was that emerald curry? Yeah, uh, things like that. Uh, pad Thai, even simple simple type of stuff. This would be probably a great thing to serve with fish. The, like white fishes especially uh, and I think this would go perfect with not surprisingly uh, with the green tea and all that with some sushi this would probably be a nice pairing with some of the those flavors there um, give yourself a splash pour and, and the, the head on it is very creamy and give yourself a little different taste mm-hmm. next time yeah I think you'd be surprised this is a this is a good beer and uh, so it, it's one of those ones you could use early on in the uh, if you're doing flights uh, or, or if you're doing a tasting with the salads, the lighter courses, but especially I think like Asian foods are gonna with the green tea and all that are gonna really probably pair up quite nicely. So there you have it. There you have it. Take the calculation. Next guess is that. There you have another edition of Brisky, sponsored by DrinksWineSpirits.com. That's Brisky, sponsored by DrinksWineSpirits.com. case. Why not call it a case? <laughs> you can call it what you want to call it. <laughs> I know. Whenever I call it a case, you guys come down my head and jump my ass, all right? <laughs> One time. <laughs> One time my head. <laughs> <laughs> We're a few minutes away from uh, having Anthony Davis uh, calling in and talking to him about uh, some good uh, what's happening in the NFL. But uh, T-Bone's in the house. What's happening, T-Bone? Oh, beautiful day. Yeah, 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 man. Beautiful day, man. How's your week been? Oh, it's been great so far. You know, it didn't work on Monday, so I uh, got to celebrate Dr. Martin Luther King's birthday by not working. <laughs> uh, actually, I was driving on Monday. Came back from the mountains. Uh-huh. Went to Big Bear on Sunday. Right. I, I was skiing in a t-shirt on Sunday. 65 degrees up there. Warm. And yesterday, I was wearing a damn jacket. Three o'clock in Long Beach, it was like fifty. Like, what the hell? <laughs> foggy. Yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, man, it's been it's been good so far. Uh, good. Got to watch a little bit of football on Sunday between 
flying down the mountain pretty well, pretty much as fast as I could go. That's, well, is there any other way to ski? Oh, not for me, man. <laughs> takes too much effort to slow down. Yeah, man, that's Lindsay Vaughn about that, man. She just, she just took some water love. She's like one other, grand, what do you call those, grand slalom, one of things. Yeah, it's the tiger got his teeth knocked Yeah, out. she's like the yeah. number one woman, one the most. Yeah, I'm coming. 63 of them or some shit like that. Wow. Yeah. Coming off of a blue knee out of last year, right? Oh, yeah. A year and a half ago, she had an ACL or maybe more. Yeah. Yeah, she's she's back out there competing. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. Nuts. 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 And uh, your new uh, uncle, huh? Yeah, man. Uh, Our our former comrade here in studio. See you, Liv. Now newly a father um, as as of yesterday morning. So, or yesterday noonish, I don't know, something like that. Oh, yeah. Follow the Facebook. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, man, PJ Livingston. <laughs> <laughs> Out there. And uh, apparently Mama's doing okay and everything. Yeah, and, that's... Yeah, so I was reading on the, on the thing there. The book, oh, the book of faces. Man. Yeah. There you go. I saw him last... I saw the old man last night a little bit. The courier was still in the hospital. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, the mom and mom and baby were still in the hospital, but doctors pretty much told him to go away for a while. So. <laughs> she needed her sleep. It's like you need to get the hell out. Of here. And they both needed it, man, because I think she's home now, and pretty much that means neither of them are sleeping again for the next year and a half, two, maybe longer. Ten years. <laughs> Ten years at best. <laughs> Just when you think you got it solved, all of a sudden you get that wake up in the middle of the my stomach hurts. Afraid of the light all of a sudden. Yeah. Afraid of the dark. Afraid of the noise that's been there for 20 years. Ah, <laughs> oh, yes. All good. Well, uh, we're 10 minutes away from having Anthony Davis call in. We're going to take a quick break and uh, come back and uh, chat with AD. You're listening to Swoops World on the Talk Story Radio Network. And uh, this is uh, Michelle Mangione, Queen of Hysteria. Back after this. her wings She woke this morning feeling sick restless and far away You had the cure for the affliction At first she laughed until she screamed Help me doctor make it quick Please get here Too much can leave you now. Yeah. 
sunshine in your hands, taking her breath away. She comes in 20 different colors. A regular chameleon. And now the world and all its plans are fading to gray. Oh, yeah. You say I'm picking up a strange transmission. She's walking like a Jacqueline. Yes, Mom? I wanted to talk to you about something, and... Oh, wait. Hold on. I just got a text. Oh, wait, Mom. I just got a message. So many comments on my comment. Hey, guys, check out my wait. new video game. Mom, what? Huh? Pew, pew. What'd you say? This huh? weekend, unplug. Getting closer to nature can get you closer to your family. To find the forest nearest you, go to discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. Now you can share the topics that drive the discussions of your favorite talk shows with TalkStream Live's topic-driven talk radio. We gotta talk. Take a drive. List and promote real-time talk radio topics, or post the topics that you want to hear. Hot topics are tweeted and retweeted, and include simple click-to-listen audio links. The future of talk radio is topic-driven talk radio. That's what I call real drive. Available now at TalkStreamLive.com. Every day I wake up at 5 to give dad his medicine. Every day I wake up at 5 to give dad his medicine. At 6 I make his breakfast. 
Every day I wake up at 5 to give dad his medicine. At 6 I make his breakfast. At 7 I shower. Every day I wake for up For those five. caring for a loved one, we hear you. That's why AARP created a community to help us better care for ourselves and the ones we love. Visit aarp.org caregiving. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. The views and opinions expressed by the individual hosts and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Talk Story Radio, its affiliates, or sponsors. Kim Kicks. And I'm Pete Kicks. And we're Satellite Sky. And if you're looking for a place to find a great beer, make sure you come to Sweeps World Radio. It's rockin'.
welcome back to the show. Good friend Anthony Davis, five-time national champion over at USC, football and baseball, played in the NFL, the CFL, the World Football League, USFL, Pop Warner High School, you name it. He's been there. He's done that. What's happening, brother? How you doing? Damn it. Cool play every damn thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, uh, yeah, we, we got to jump right in, man. There's so much to talk about. Uh, so much to talk about. Uh, you know, the, all, I refuse to use that term, that, that, that I hate when they name these stupid things. But uh, everybody's talking about this uh, deflated ball thing uh, for the first half of the the uh, Patriot game, Patriots versus Colts. And, and you know what? I, I don't advocate cheating, but, I mean, the Colts could have beat them with an overinflated soccer ball that day. But uh, what were your thoughts about this? Well, first of all, you know, I mean, if, if some quarterbacks like inflated, uh, inflated balls, inflated balls, what they all should do collectively is get together and go to the league and talk about it. If Brady likes the balls a little softer, that's one thing. But they need to report that if they're doing that. Because there's a rule that you need to do. you got to go by the protocol of the rule. If you're not doing that, you're guilty. And if Belichick knew anything about the balls being like that, he should have said something, stepped up, and said it to both both quick matters on both sides. And the problem, the only problem I have with the Patriots situation, with, with, with the ball situation, is that they have a, they have a history of allocations of cheating. And, you know, everybody's, you heard Jerry Rice say something about it. Sounds like cheating to me. You heard Don Chula say, sounds like Bella Cheek. And then you, and then you hear all the people making these kind of comments overall, you know, and then you're hearing that the Patriots not saying a word. So uh, they, what, what they need to do with the, with, the, with the allegations of what goes on with the, with the Patriots' history, they should make sure from A to Z everything is above board. Even, you know, and, you know, because it, it's a great organization, they do great things and they do great with players. But then the, the, the code of ethics and, mor- and morality in, in, in the league, you know, you, you got to have good morals and structure because the league is taking so many hits, you know, with the concussion stuff. And, 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 uh, and you're talking about the Ray Wright situation, you're talking about Andre Peterson, uh, Peterson's situation, you're talking about the the spy gate, the, the, the inflated gate. <laughs> I mean, you know, there's so much stuff going on, you know, that that the brand is taking a hit. Yeah, I understand that. Yeah. Here's my, here's my, here's my thoughts on this, uh, though. Uh, the, the balls, regardless of what the ball situation was, the yeah. Patriots were kicking their ass this whole game, um, and and I think as a Colt, even one of the Colts said, one of the Colts says they they they, they would have beat us with, a, with with soap if the balls were made out of soap. He said they were just we were just out outclassed that day. I understand yeah. the, the cheating allegations, but this is you know with with, uh, with the NFL, it's it's almost like what uh, Peter and I have talked about in the past about uh, you know the Tour de France and stuff uh, with uh, you know PEDs. It, you know, there's a history of that in in uh, in professional cycling. Where kind of everybody seems to, to to play a part in it. I know that the the uh, Patriots get caught a lot, but I'm reading an article today that uh, the quarterback, uh, what's his name, Johnson, Brad Johnson, when he was when he played in the Super Bowl for the Bucks against the Raiders, he paid he paid ball boys seventy five uh, hundred dollars to uh, get a hold of the game balls and scuff them up because he liked scuffed up balls. Uh, well, who he doesn't? He, he didn't like them. He didn't like them. Uh, you know, brand new out of things that they were too slick, too yeah, slippery. Yeah. And he said he liked to get them scuffed up. 
So he paid. He he slipped somebody uh, you know a boatload of money to get to the get to the game balls and, and scuff them up before the game. I was listening to uh, uh, God, what's his name? Uh, uh, I don't know. Another quarterback on uh, on uh, on the herd this morning. And uh, he said, you know, he didn't like playing with. He loved to play with new balls because he liked the the, the, the larger uh, the what do you call it? The, the strings, pebble, the, strings, oh, the laces, the, the laces. He liked the laces before they were all mess, messed up and stuff like that. And he said he did like a, it. Did like a little underinflated, um, you know, the quarterbacks and the receivers. And, and I understand that the league's got the, the the psi that they have to be within a certain range. But it sounds like there's a lot of this going on a little bit uh, in the NFL. Well, first, first of all, you know, uh, I know that I knew that too. I know that about Brad Johnson. I know that particular story. By the way, the quarterback now and then, and even when I play, they like certain. But what I'm saying, if you like your balls a certain way, go tell the league. Go tell the league office in your reporting because everybody got their own pet peeves of how they want their balls in the uniform. The only down how they wear their shoes. You let you because know, you got equipment issues. You got. You can only wear certain colors. You got to say this. If you have an issue with the ball, you go to the league and say, listen, I like the balls like that. doesn't matter. Then let them know up front. It's the same ball. Just let them know what you like. Okay? And that's what they need. Instead of being secretive, just do it that way. And that's what I advocate doing. Is this anything – is this much different than uh, pitchers? You know, you know, guys like to – Slip a little pine tar under the ball, or you know, you guys used to throw the spitters, or guys with the you know, cut, you know, put a cut in the ball to make it do certain things. Is this, I mean, it's all cheating. Emery boards in yeah, the pockets. Yeah, emery boards and stuff pockets. Uh, it's all cheating, but is, is it is it much different than that? Well, this 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 is a little different because uh, I know about being baseball. I know guys cheat and cut the ball, putting pine tar up up under the side of their calf, under their fingernail, or whatever. You know, I mean, I know all about that. But football is—it's obvious. He's just flat, he's inflated, inflated, he's scraped up, or whatever. The thing with the balls and stuff, since you're throwing it with a grip with a big hand or whatever your hand size, let the league know. These guys are not letting the league know. You know, if and they know that these balls with the new threads on them, some like them worn and scuffed them, some like them brand new where they can really grip and stuff. But you just need to let the big know and stuff like that. Like you said, but that situation is totally different from baseball. That's totally different. Two different, two different scenarios. But the league says, and, and the biggest thing with the league is, is, uh, is, uh, it, 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 you're talking about inflated and inflated. But, you know, this thing about Brad Jones, I never heard that. Actually, the, the, the article I read says that he actually, uh, Gave an interview in twenty uh, to the Tampa Bay Times in 2012, just prior to the 10-year reunion of the Bucks Super Bowl championship team, where he stated uh, Johnson said he paid two ball boys working for the NFL a total of $7,500 to make sure the footballs were scuffed and broken in before the Super Bowl, and they obliged. Jackson first revealed the secret payment to the Tampa Bay Times in 2012. And uh, da, 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 you know, uh, there's much, you know, much more about it. He, he talks about, he said, I never saw the footballs before the Super Bowl. I never touched them before that. And he goes, I never got to touch them until the game time. The first possession is the first time I touched the ball. He goes, but leaving nothing to chance, Johnson made sure the balls were scuffed and ready, to, ready well before the Dixie Chicks sang the national anthem because he, uh, he, 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 he paid them off to do that. Um, you know that's it's it's it sounds like uh, you know guys guys like the ball a certain way, and I understand what you're saying if they should tell the league, but then the league, 
they would have to force a rule change during that, right? Well, yeah, but you gotta let them know because you know you, you, it could be an open-ended thing. I mean, like if, for example, if you have the Patriots playing the Rams and Brady versus Bradford, if he likes the ball a certain way, he likes the ball another way, the league will know going into that game, all the way to the playoffs. They'll know that. They can do that because they had they talk, they discussed it today. But I always knew they could do that. But if you're going to sit up and do something behind the league's back, that, that's breaking the rule. All the quarterbacks have to get together via their organization, contact the commissioner's office, and the rule committee and tell them, this is what I like to do. So you can end all of that stuff. Yeah. But you tell like Brad Brown, if he did that, that's insane. He actually that's said, really he actually gave a little bit more detail. But it sounds like uh, different different teams uh, and different uh Players like things a different way. He says, uh, back in 95, 96, he goes, if you went to play Cordell Stewart in, in Pittsburgh, the balls were real slick. He said, if you played in St. Louis against Kurt Warner, the balls were real slick. If you played in Green Bay, the balls were worked in the way I loved them. He goes, if you played in Minnesota, where I played, the balls were worked in. Apparently, you know, he's making it sound like each team, uh, you know, I know now it sounds like each team brings 12 12 balls to the game, and, and that's what their offense plays with. But he sounds like he, back in 95, 96, each team kind of dictated the way the balls were going to be uh, prior to the game. Well, first of all, I've heard those things, but the bottom line is this. Like I just going to get back to it again. The thing is, like the league should know, every different quarterback, they need to know their preference on the ball, and you can do according to what you want to do with the balls. Versus each team, as long as you keep the, the, the play, the, 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 you know, keep, keep keep it elevated, the right poundage in the ball. That's it. Okay, whatever you need, you need to let. This should have been known, and it should be part of the, the rules committee and the commercial. You know that via a statement from each team how the quarterbacks like it. All of them. That's what that's what they're missing here. And that's what they need to address after the season is over. And that's what they're all talking about now. But to go to do go blatantly against the rules yeah. and do some crazy stuff, yeah. setting your team up for as, embarrassment and potential fines. Yeah, as it stands right now, the rules allow for I think a two pounds per square inch range. It's thirteen to fifteen yeah. psi, I think. No, thirteen point five. The twelve point five to thirteen point five. Oh, it's one pound. Yeah. Okay, so that you know, there's a little bit of wiggle room. Yeah. Granted, I don't even I don't understand why you know why. Uh, they have to be that specific anyway, considering they probably don't have that accurate of friggin' pressure gauges in these locker rooms yeah. to begin with. Um, but it's, yeah, because doing games, you know, some games depending on weather and stuff, the ball well, yeah, can be I mean, played. And they do it indoors yeah, anyway. I mean, you know, they, yeah. they check playing, the balls in playing, the locker room. So. Hot weather, if you're playing in cold weather and hot weather, that's going to change the dynamic of the ball yeah. anyway. And if you're in a 70-degree heated locker room when they check right. the balls and then you go out and it's 25 out, the PSI right. is going to be lower anyway, so I mean, there's That's there's right. there's variables in play, but I, again, it would it hurt to just say, hey, we would like to consider this, we would like you to consider this for the future, rather than intentionally going behind behind their backs, and and it just it just just like you said before, Ad, it's they have done things, they've been accused of things so many times that you'd think by now, why would you leave anything 
up for interpretation. Do everything by the freaking book, man. I, yeah. I mean, you know, they've they've been yeah, na- they've been yeah, almost nailed on so many things. Like you know, that's the reason. Having, that's the key. Having almost. guys having guys lined up, you know, just a little bit too close to the sideline and accidentally bumping into players on punts and kickoffs, you know, or. Oh, uh, accidentally videotaping def- opposing teams' defensive signals. You know, allegedly. It's like, dude, just just play it straight. You're the best. You're the best team in football. Why can't you just you know why play I think, it straight? I, I think why I think I think when you start talking about well, if it, you know the league can uh, to dock them a, a draft pick, you know, I don't think they really give a rat's ass about a draft pick. They 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 seem to be able to go pretty deep into their in, into their organization. They seem to you know they're they're perennial AFC championship game, you know, attendees. Uh, so, you know, you lose a draft pick this year, it, you know, that might not even affect, might not even affect them for four or five years. So I, I don't think the consequences are, are, are that great to them. Well, yeah. And, and, you know, when you watch their offense in action week in and week out, you see that they prioritize, you know, their strategy based on what they feel the consequences will be. I mean, you won't find, maybe more than three or four plays a game that are dedicated passing plays that they run where they're not running some kind of pick or rub route where, you know, could very easily be interpreted as offensive pass interference. I mean, it's a regular part of their offense, but they realize that most of the time we're going to get away with it. And when we do get called, the other times we'll make up for it. And that seems to be how they are operating in other phases of the organization as well at this point. You know, it's like, well, if we do get caught, we'll live with what it. What kind of uh, what kind of ramifications do you think are here, AD? If 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 this proves to be true and uh, there's no uh, no wiggle room out of it, and and uh, you know certain people knew, uh, what, what kind of penalties do you see uh, being imposed? Well, first of all, the sad thing about the owner Kraft and Belichick. The problem is they've had so many allegations thrown at them, and and and, and uh, Bill Belichick probably be, be, might not even know it it, it 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 happened. If he goes and says, "I had no clue what's going on," and people think he should have known, he might get he they they might impose a big time a fine on him. They might suspend him for a year, like somebody was telling I'm saying that they might take draft choice from him. Because I don't think the drafting is hit because this man they're so smart they could pick up a third round instead of the first round or a second fifth rounder. And still come out smelling like a rose, like Pete Carroll does up in Seattle. So I mean, you, you go and take your first round. That that's not going to hurt the Patriots. The second round, either, they ain't going to hurt them. That won't hurt them. They'll compensate for that. But the bottom line is, the sad thing about the situation now is you throw me out of patience. Belichick can get fined or suspended for a year, and not and really had nothing to do with it. I mean, that that could be a possibility. If he did really know it. Shame on him. He shouldn't have done that. I have, I have a feeling that Roger Goodell is going to shy away from the "you should have known" uh, accusation based on well, the way the NFL front office has handled some things this year. Exactly. <laughs> what about Peyton? You know, Sean Peyton with with the New Orleans. Well, you know, it's it's what we understand, what we understand is that when he got suspended, that that he said he didn't know about it, and they found out that he did know about it. So, so. Uh, it's so you know, remember, remember this now. It's been so much stuff with the league this year. Yeah. The league has got, it's got a black eyes on from from the Agent Peterson, the Ray Rice, and all these suspensions and stuff. I just think just to show examples to protect the brand and, and just to show the sponsors out there that they're serious. They might do that. He might be a sacrificial lamb. We you don't know. 
Well, yeah, well did, the coaches don't have a union of any kind, do no. they? They don't because they're no, they're probably management, right? Yeah. They're yeah, management. So. But you know, the interesting thing is you, you brought up Sean Payton, and and uh, actually, I, I don't like I said, there's uh, most of the time I, I have a hard time agreeing with with Colin, but uh, I, I think he was spot on uh, when he was talking about this today. He, you know, he, he was saying that. Uh, <clears throat> you know, if there's a suspension, he thinks Belichick would get about seven or eight games. He doesn't see a whole year. The difference between him and Sean Payton thing, you know, the, the Sean Payton thing, they're talking about targeting. And mm-hmm. they're talking about, you know, when you talk, talk targeting, you're talking injuries. You're talking about somebody coming back and suing the league, you know, a few years down the road saying, you know, right. my career, my life is ruined because you guys targeted me back then and there. And we're talking to a major lawsuit. Um, you know, the, the outcome of a game, which – we can we can debate whether you know the, the situation with, with the outcome of that game, but the bottom line is you know the cheating aspect of it. That doesn't doesn't seem to rise to that type of level because uh, you know not talking about you know injuries, to, uh, personal injuries, and, and future lawsuits down the line. So I, I, I could see where he would be he could get suspended for uh, you know a number of games. I just don't see him uh, you know kicking him out for the whole season. I think that's a, a different uh, different aspect of it. Well, first of all, he can say what he wants about about all of that. I mean, here's my opinion. You can do. You have yours, yours, and everybody's talking tonight. But I'm telling you this: when you have a 13, or 10 to 12, 13 year allegations of doing something that's inappropriate, cameras, spying, the whole deal, and you got coaches, legendary coaches like Don Chula said, Bella cheat, and you have the greatest wide receiver says, "This sounds like cheating to me." Then you have Marshall Falk come out how they how they videotape his practice when he's with the Rams. I mean, you got you here. You got Hall of Famers stating that here's a long line of allegations, and yet here's another one. Okay, what are you going to do? You're going to slap him on the hand, give him five a five game suspension? I don't think that's going to happen. I think what they're going to do, based on the shield being hit hard, they're going to make him out of a sacrificial lamb. Hey, you know, you're going to sit out for a year. That's what I think can happen. If they don't do that, then they mean that the allegations are very weak and it's just somebody just being, it's just been some straight out haters out there. But based on what they're talking about now, they're talking about it. If he only knew about this inflation stuff, a lot of the guys, a lot of the big names, the former and the current people were saying, hey, suspension for one year and a heavy fine and you lose draft choices. Yeah, and, and even it, though even though you can maim somebody and stuff, but it's a it, but, but it, it's a it's a pattern of allegations for years, you see, and so the difference between Sean Page and his is that well he's trying to skirt the rules because both of them are bad because that's the integrity of the league, and the general public doesn't want to know the thing every time they see a Patriot team, hey, are they cheating, or what do they do this week, or who, who's in somebody's backyard. So, so see, see, that all affects the brand, too. You see, and, and, and if the Patriots keep getting away with the, allegedly with stuff, you know, they're going to start saying, hey, wait a minute, something's not right. It's not a balance here. So that's that's all I'm saying. Yeah. I, I don't think they're going to go that. I don't think they're going to go to any any really really stern degree of punishment on this unless unless some incredible evidence comes out that right now I, I just don't that's think there I'm is any. I'm but, saying uh, that. But you know, I'm um, saying that. Hey, Pete Rose did a whole lot less <laughs> and got banned for life for baseball. So. <laughs> we know. 
that's you know, that was a different era too, you know. Because, yeah. you know, I I do believe that Vincey Pete will get in the Hall of Fame. I think I so too. They will. They won't put him in while he's alive. It might have to be posthumous, yeah. but it will be posthumous. Yeah. The, the, the bottom line with all this PED stuff and Albrecht treatment allegations with with Barry Bonds and all these other people, you know, uh, Paul Merrill and all that kind of stuff, and so with Roger Clements. I mean, so it's a whole lot of stuff out there. That 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 is, is that's, that attacked the integrity of baseball and sports. Period. So I think eventually he might be in it. But I'm just saying, I'm just saying, you, you know, this sounds like some ticky tack stuff and some allegations there. But I'm just saying, since the league has been hit this year with so much stuff, and the shield, and like I told you before, the NFL is going to protect their shield. No one in the league is bigger than the National Football League. And, 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 and if this ticky tack stuff. I'm just saying it's ticky-tack, but the bottom line is this year they took a big hit, and, and, and if they got to suspend Belichick to make make a point, they're going to do that. I mean, they're going to do that because of all the stuff. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying, yeah, I don't believe all that, but the ticky-tack, he's beating people because he cheats up. I'm just saying if you can't clean your act up, and there's been allegations and stuff like that for years, hey, man, when are you going to stop? That means you got to, unfortunately, you got to check everybody in your organization. Check everybody that's got you working, that's working for you, and make sure they're not doing. It. That's what you got to. You got to become your own FBI within your organization. Yep. And, and, and let me say this too. And, 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 and I believe there's people in the, in the in the league who's done the same stuff, but they just ain't been caught. Mm-hmm. Well, that's oh, yeah. the thing. That's, they're, they're, that's, that's all, all, there's all kinds. Everybody's we will trying, never everybody's know trying the to difference. get an edge. And you know, when you talk about the things the league has done and the things the league is doing. Uh, let me just state, as I know, people get all uptight when you say shit like this. I, I, I'm not for domestic violence. I don't believe in it. I don't think anybody should be getting beat up. But enough of those fucked up commercials, all right? I'm just serious. Those things are just... Uh, I'm just statistically, <laughs> at least one or two of the guys on those commercials have probably punched a woman at some point or another. This is time for the disclaimer. Yeah, no, I'm just saying that. The league, the league spends that money on, on these commercials that are just horrible, horrible, and we've and we've seen them all season long. Right, you know, hey, I know you guys are trying to fix the brand, but come on, you fall, you see, you fall right into what I'm just saying. The domestic commercial, all the different hits and stuff. So that's the reason why I'm saying, hey, wait a minute, now wait a minute, you cheating in in, in our game? You, you're embarrassing our, our you bear in my shield. Oh, we're gonna make an example of you. You're not bigger than the league. You might be the great New England Patriots, and you got a great owner. But guess what? You got thirty-one other owners. You know, y'all might be doing it too. But guess what? We're gonna stop you to track, and we're gonna put you out for the year. See, I mean, they will do that to protect the shield. I'm telling you. Yeah. There's too much crap going on, especially the last year. Or so, you know, come on. They're gonna from Adrian Peterson, Ray Rice, all these suspensions. You know, the allegations of of abuse, allegation of this. See, they're going to make an example because sponsors, because you saw what happened in AGP, the local sponsor up in Minnesota, they backed away from the Minnesota Vikings. So the league is not going to lose their top sponsor because of this kind of image. Let's let's, let's talk about let's 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 move let's move it along. Let's talk about the actual games uh, this past weekend. Uh, the uh, you know we we saw you know we, we, since we're on the Patriots, we saw them just demolish. Uh, Indianapolis. Uh, and I'm sure you watched these games. What, what were your thoughts about the actual on the field activities? Well, first of all, I just, I just think it was too. They were trying too much with with uh, with Luck, the quarterback with the Colts. And I just think that you know, uh, 
you know, the Patriots had, you know, Colts in their hands. I mean, they, they beat them everywhere. They beat them with the pass and the run. And also, too, it's really, isn't it ironic what the, what the Patriots do? You know, Garrett LeBlanc was, was, uh, was with the Steelers, walked off that field, walked right into the Patriots, and walked him right into the Super Bowl. 149 yards on 30 carries. What a beat. So, so somebody's looking really raggedy in the Pittsburgh seat organization. That means something was going on behind the scenes that the public didn't know. But what Blunt really did. Because, they, because Belichick would have never took that guy into the, in, into the situation if it was something else. But the fact that they had him out there, he knew the system, he slowed right in that piece, and that was an essential piece for them to go to the Super Bowl. So the Patriots dominated the Colts. The Colts needs a running game, and, and they can't fall back in the traps of what they did with Peyton Manning. It was all Peyton Manning. they got to have a balanced attack to beat anybody. So you see these two teams, the Seattle Seahawks and the, and the Patriots, you're going to see a chess game with these two teams. And now, and now, you know, let's go to Seattle and, and the Green Bay Packers. Well, do you think now, uh, when you're talking about? You know, the Packers should have won that game. You know, I picked Seattle. Yeah, they should have beat. They should have won that game. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, well, you know, what? even with their inability to score in the red zone, they still all they have to do is catch a ball. Well, they had more, they had more than that. I mean, they had they had, they had a lot of you know special teams, special, boneheaded plays. You know, the guy, the guy, you, know, you, don't, you don't cover you don't cover the guy who has to go out and declare himself eligible on the field goal attempts. Right. I mean, hey, right. let's just—it's a—it's a twenty-yard field goal. Who gives a shit if he makes it? Let's cover this guy who's by himself right. over here. You know, I mean. Well, there's a... well it, 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 it was a lot of blunders in there. I mean, something that was, was unbelievable to me as a former player watching some of that stuff. Yeah. But there you go. There goes patented teeth and patented Russell. You know, you give them an inch, they go, I mean, they took advantage of it. And then the beast got in the beast mode. And, you know, uh, uh, he's a beast. I mean, it, there's something inside of the Marcel Lynch that, just, that, ain't, that ain't human. It's I mean, it's, it's like, it's like sometimes when he, it's like when he, this looks like the band's been eating gorilla nuts all day. I saw, I saw, I saw a thing where they put two of his runs together uh, side by side from a couple of years apart, and they looked identical. I mean, he ran over, he ran over guys at the same same point. And he, he just, he just blew through the right. line. And the guy is, is amazing. When he gets it going, when he, when he, when he's, when he's heading downhill, man, there's just no stopping that guy. He's a monster. I mean, he, he, he's from another planet. Him, but to me, Adrian, him, and Adrian Peterson is from another planet. And, you know, Gary LeBlanc's in, in that area, too, a little bit, if they really feature him a little bit. But they're going to start doing that more to him. But I'm telling you something. The, the, the Seahawks, this game, I'm going to be excited to see because I, actually, I picked them both to be in the Super Bowl. But I'm just saying it's going to be amazing to watch how Belichick and Carroll go at each other. It's, it's going to be a chess game. Well, you got, I'm telling you, two, 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 two of Seattle's uh, biggest defenders are both going to be playing injured. Uh, you know, I think I think was it Thomas and Sherman are, are going to be hurt. So you would think that uh, what what uh, uh, the Packers didn't do, uh, Sherman was hurt half the game, uh, holding his arm there the whole time. They didn't, they still didn't go after him. Uh, I think the the Patriots would probably be, uh, probably go after him. Well, here's here's the deal. As great as great as Sherman is, in my opinion, he's the great. He's the best corner in the league. Him and Revis. They're going, they're going to be in the same field that day. I'm saying if, if Seattle's front does what they did to Peyton Manning and everybody else, and they pressure Brady, same, same results. 
they got to protect Brady. If they don't protect Brady and those guys get in their faces, it's lights out. It's lights out for the Patriots. They have to give him time. And you can put a subpar cornerback there. If he doesn't have the time, he's not going to get the ball to him. Period. I'm, I'm just telling you. Because, first of all, uh, Brady ain't going to uh, break any containment because he runs like molasses. And he, he, can, he can tap dance a little bit within that pocket. But if you put too much touch on him, same results. Same as Peyton Manning. I think I think I think, I think, I think, I think, I think Brady's a little bit more mobile than uh, Manning um, in the in situations in certain situations. I, I mean, he's not the fastest guy in the field, but we do see him. We do see him take off downfield. We do see him slide. He seems to make the right decisions at the right time. Um, you know, hey, listen, I, I I I'm 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 a Seattle guy. I like Seattle better than I like the Patriots, but. You got to you got to give Brady his due. The, the guy the he had like an eight yard scramble for a touchdown against the Ravens a couple weeks ago. I think he did. Um, he you know he, he's he's he, he's definitely a pocket quarterback. And you're right if they if they don't let him if they if they contain him uh, and don't give him time to throw then yeah they got they got the advantage. But he is as opposed you know Peyton doesn't really move downfield. Uh, Brady will will you know scramble downfield and, and 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 get pick up a few yards here and there and slide. Uh, I, I think, uh, to me, he's a little bit more mobile than Peyton Manning. Hey, Keith, as much as you're trying to get, you know, I love the, I love the Patriots, how he runs stuff. I'm telling you, they ain't, you tell him, he ain't too far behind Peyton. Okay, he he, he he can rumble around a little bit, and, and, and deception-wise, you can think he's doing, he ain't, he's not moving. <laughs> I mean, the stuff he did against the Raiders, I mean, that's the fluke. And, he, you know, he's not going to make a living doing that. <laughs> um, he, might get, he might get away every once in a while, but let me tell you something. If those Seahawks play the way they play with that pressure, it's not going to happen. But if you, but but if Brady gets time, he'll 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 pick apart a brick wall. Okay, but but the key is the Patriots has to protect him for four quarters, not off one quarter and on all four quarters, because the because the Seahawks have already proven both defense and offense that they're going to stay in the game. And the reason that they lost this game, I mean, the reason they, they almost lost the game because they self-destruct. Anybody who turns the ball over four times like that don't win a game. And how they came back with a little break here and there is, is, is what they're living on. So I'm talking about, and I can tell you, the, the Patriots better jump out in front of the Seahawks right now. They better jump on them in the first quarter. That's my opinion. Now you remember, remember you guys what I said. Remember Ohio State, Oregon. I called it down. So here's my question for you. I'm still waiting on my phone. I'm still waiting on my dinner date. Oh, we gotta play oh, the archives I, for I, you, I, bro. I, I gotta <laughs> we're gonna have to play back the archives. I'm gonna, I'm gonna for you. pull the archives on that show, and uh, but, we'll see what you actually said. Ad, here's my question for you now, um, because I feel like honestly. Picking a winner in this game is is mundane in comparison to the question I'm about to ask you. If the Patriots uh-huh. are successful on offense, who is right. their go-to guy going to be in this game? Because it, I've never seen an offense be able to feature so many different people throughout the course of a season as this as the Patriots. I mean, it, it's they've. I mean, we've looked at game after game where a different guy steps up and does just otherworldly superhuman things and they they can game plan in ways that make opposing coaches go crazy so if if they can surprise pete carroll who's it going to be 
What's your question? That big, tall, grunt. Yeah. That's, that, that, that's, their, that's the go-to guy. That's the guy that so nobody seems to be able to stop. Let me tell you something. Another guy in Seattle, that guy, the grunt, the big tight end. <laughs> He's the key. But the key is give Brady time to get to him. If you don't give him time, they're not going anywhere. So, but 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 the X factor with the Patriots is is, is Gronkowski. Who That's matches it. up against Gronkowski for the for the Seahawks? And and I, and I believe what they'll do, they'll put they'll put Sherman on him if, if he if he is not healthy. If, if, if he's healthy, going, they'll put Sherman on him. That's what I believe. Or either or, or what's it got? Chancellor. Chancellor. That's where I'd go. But, Cam, Cam, Chancellor. But, uh, yeah, the yeah. So I mean, it's going to be that's... one of those two on, on Gronk. So I mean, but, but the X factor, you're right about. You know they they do things different, but 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 the problem is if you get if you put the pressure on on Brady like the Seahawks are graded with anybody, and you got to remember, Patriots haven't met a deal with a front like that this year, and a secondary like that. So I'll so, so all I'm saying to you, but but it doesn't matter what kind of secondary you have a front. If you don't get to Brady, he's gonna pick you apart. That's the key. And the key is for the Patriots. They got to they got to get that time for Grady. And the key factor for them is Gun Powski. So he's a beast. He is a beast. And <clears throat> I don't think anybody really has been able to uh, hold him down all year. I, I don't. I don't think. Uh... And 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 with Gronkowski, they're gonna have to dip and dive a little bit with Garrett Blunt. And let me tell you something: if they pound him, if they can pound the Garrett Blunt. And they have a shot. There. Those are the two key factors, in my opinion, for the, for the Patriots. They got a pound. They got a pound LeBlanc in there, and that's why I think the chess game is going to be very interesting between Pete Carroll and Belichick because they both going to do stuff, and they both have the ingredients. Exception of Russell is more mobile, but they got the runners and they got the pass game and they got the receivers. So it's going to be very interesting. But the key factor, in my opinion, is Gronkowski. Last question, AD. They got to use them simultaneously, and they got to complement each other in the, in their offense. That's my opinion. Last what question, what, you, what are your thoughts? Uh, I, I know it's the same way every year, but the the the, the two weeks between the uh, the championship game and the uh, Super Bowl. Too much the two time weeks off. Off yeah, I give the edge to Pete Carroll because he's a master in keeping this team together. He's proven it all through college. He's proven in the pros. And then, and then, no, Belichick and, and Pete, but they're the two best. But I'll give the edge to Pete Carroll in terms of preparation. And, and they're not limited to what they can do. I think it's somewhat of a limitation with the Patriots because of their matchups in the first round versus the Seahawks, the Seahawks versus the Patriots. So that's you know that's what I that's what I think. But I think for mentally conditioning and stuff like that, I think I'll, I've always Pete Carroll's been very impressive with me. Over ever since I've watched him in college and the pros. And, of course, Belichick, too. Putting the proof is in the pudding. I heard an interview with Sherman uh, this week, and he, he was talking about the atmosphere uh, throughout the season with Seattle. So, uh, throughout the time he's been there with Pete Carroll, he says it's, it's, uh, it's, it's more of a, a, a college atmosphere as far as the way he says that the team feels, uh, as far as the way the right. team feels about each other, the way the, way the, the coaches and they have to compete for, compete for positions and, and the way Carroll runs it. Uh, he says it reminds him more of they're more like a, a, a college atmosphere uh, around you know uh, around that team. Do you think that's uh, <clears throat> obviously they've been in the Super Bowl two years running and they've, and they've been very successful? 
but you know, you hear a lot of times about uh, these teams, and, and, and there's no chemistry off the field, and and you know, it's a profession, and it's just a job, and this, that, and the other. But uh, with with the people talking, with the team talking about, you know, we 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 seem more like a college team, the way guys interact with each other, um, positive or negative. It's positive, but you tell you the reason why with the Pete Carroll situation and what, and what he's known for. Pete Carroll got control of the Seattle Celtics when he fall out on him. He took control of the team. The thing he has going for him, he takes guys that people say they couldn't play in the NFL. First of all, you say, you say this is why Richard Sherman has a chip on his shoulder. Somebody in and around Stanford said he couldn't play. And I think that starts with Jim Harbaugh. If you know that story. Okay, you know that story. So, at the bottom of all, a lot of these ball players are third, fourth, fifth round free agents who he believed in and really analyzed their talent. If you look at Russell Wilson, third round draft choice, Super Bowl, second Super Bowl since he's been there. You see, he's taken some underlink and some people that they didn't want, they, the people didn't want him. And he created it, hey, I believe in you. Okay, you got the raw, raw. And that's when he, he developed a culture there in Seattle. And so he, he's got their attention. It might be raw, raw, but guess what? He cares about those players and he's passionate about those players because nobody else in the league won them. And they got Super Bowl rings. And a lot of those, some of these guys are castled. Look at Marshall Lynch. Don't you think the Buffalo's been embarrassed about Marshall Lynch? They had him up in Buffalo. <laughs> so I'm just saying, when another player goes to another team, another another team, and does and flourishes, like when Belichick got uh, Corey Dillon from Cincinnati, well, Cincinnati ain't never won a Super Bowl, but Corey Dillon left there the next year and went for 1,500 yards and won a Super Bowl. Yeah. With the so, so I'm just saying, he has a lot of cast off, a lot of low-link people that supposedly uh, that the people didn't want and could play. Let me tell you something. Richard Sherman is a, is a top ten pick based on his, his style of play. He won what the fifth or sixth round. Yeah. This kid could—I mean, so I'm just saying you. That's what Pete has developed. Raw, raw. Hey, man, I care about you. The people that didn't believe in me, we believe in you. And see, in him winning that Super Bowl, he created a beautiful culture up there in Seattle. That's why they believe in that. Good times, man. Because everybody knows. Pete believes in you, and you're one of those low-link people in the draft that nobody wants you to come to the combine. Also, you become a, a significant part of their organization, and you do what you flourish. Oh, man, you're going, people are going to want to play for you. There's a lot of people. Look, people in the league want to play for the Seahawks. And I don't know what Percy Harvin was thinking about. I need to get inside of his brain. I don't think Percy Harvin knows what Percy <laughs> Harvin was thinking about. Unbelievable. You go from the Seahawks to the Jets? Are you kidding me? <laughs> Unbelievable. Well, and, 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 and obviously, he had to be doing something real crazy with a Pete Carroll season for them to get rid of him. Because Pete Carroll's cool. Pete Carroll been with the I don't know what he was thinking about. You disrupt the locker room, sometimes they kick you out. I don't know what he was thinking about. Can't diss my quarterback. <laughs> well, AD, it's always a pleasure to chat with you, man, and, and talk and talk what's happening out there in, in the sports world. And uh, we'll be chatting with you again next week and and uh, talk about what's happening, uh, what happened over the past week, man. So uh, as always, okay. thanks a lot. Okay, uh, you know, so you can always come down and buy me some stuff at Dale Frisco's. Right. Got a football <laughs> sitting over here. Looking Dale forward to it. Yeah, we're looking forward to you uh, <laughs> buying us a couple steaks, man. 
but you didn't win. I told you the secret I'm gonna won. Pull, I'm going to pull the archives because I believe you, you offered to uh, treat us regardless. Oh, is that right? You pull that archive and find out, okay? All right, brother. Okay, you're, take care. You're Catch you next time, AD. You listen to Swoops Road Talk Show Radio Network. Gonna take a quick break. Listen to some fat reggae dub status. And it's called Back to the Pad. We'll be back after this. Class, I just smoked some gas. Holy shit, I graduated. How the fuck did I pass? Cause time shoots by like a star in the sky. And with this mic in my hand, yeah, that's how I'm passing by. You're hearing this because you found out that I write a story about my life simply one at a time. So now it's back to the pad again. Smoke out with my dad again. Someone hit up more cause I need myself a Heineken. Got a pack of bull, can't give it up at length. With no reason to be pet because this is a godsend. Back to smoking buns are hard. Cough, check my card. Questions about my life, what my music. It takes me far Because there's nowhere I'd rather be Chilling with my friends in the city by the sea Cause there's nowhere I'd rather go With a one-way ticket on my way back to home So now Southern California where the music's always pumping The party's always down and the bass is always thumping So bump up the music and turn it up loud Rolling through your town, we be raising up a crowd Standing up tall in this life that I'm living Thrown into a pond and now I'm the fish that's swimming In a fucking abyss Cause you're taking away from every person that I'm missing And you're thrown into a situation Surrounded by Christian So are telling me the road to take Make no mistake, I've got to make my grand escape To find the truth, no person can tell me what to do Cause I'm telling you how the fuck it is Cause this Christian religion, church affiliation All of these are nothing that I'm used to I put my open mind and this is like a weapon that I can't use There's nowhere I'd rather be Chilling with my friends in the city by the sea Cause there's nowhere I'd rather go With a one-way ticket on my way back to home So now Southern California where the music's always pumping The party's always down and the bass is always thumping So up the music and turn it up loud Rolling through your town, we be raising up a crowd This is John Androsic of Five for Fighting, here for RAD. 
the entertainment industry's voice for road safety. You know, style is a personal thing, and your lifestyle is your business. But if you take it on the road, it becomes everybody's business. So please, plan ahead, designate before you celebrate. Friends, don't let friends drive drunk. A public service announcement brought to you by RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. I'm in the car next to you on the highway. I sit in front of you on the bus. I'm one out of every six Americans, and I'm struggling with hunger. This isn't an uncontrollable epidemic. There's enough food in this country to feed every hungry person. Please, visit feedingamerica.org today and find your local food bank. Every dollar you donate helps provide seven meals for those around you, quietly struggling with hunger. Together, we're Feeding America. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. Talk Story Radio. This is Ronnie Wood of the Stones for Rad. You know it's okay to rock and roll and party, because I do it all the time. Just let someone else do the driving. That's what I do. Remember, rock lives, and you should too. Please don't drink and drive. A public service message brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation, Rad, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. The views and opinions expressed by the individual hosts and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Talk Story Radio, its affiliates, or sponsors. Hello, this is Normandy Wilson, and you're listening to Snoop's World. Uh, you know that sound? It's time for sports with T-Bone's timeout. Or as we say it here, it's T-Bone's timeout. Hey! <laughs> I hope Peter was judicious with the mute button. I think it was. Uh... All right. It's nice to know we've got a solid crew here. Solid-ish. People who really respect, you know, the whole, the whole shebang. So, uh, here we are in the weird week when the champion, the conference championship games have come and gone. The Super Bowl is still a week and a half out. Uh, who's fired up for the Pro Bowl? Nope. No, they're doing it in Arizona this year. Save so, some money. I think the they're just trying to throw spaghetti at the wall, you know, <laughs> see, see what sticks. Um, because apparently, even Hawaii, even the week trip to Hawaii wasn't enough to get entice these guys to, to get guys to go do it. So, like, why don't we just spend less on taking them somewhere? You um, know, they're all thrilled about going to Arizona. I mean. I mean, hey, I nothing gets me going, like a trip to suburban Phoenix. 
<laughs> At least this don't time. Alienate, don't let it alienate listeners now. <laughs> I, hey, now I mean I've spent my fair share of time out there, and this time of year it's uh, pleasant during the day. Cold at night. It gets it's miserably cold at night. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. I remember going to the Fiesta Bowl uh, back in like 2000, and it was it was Nebraska against Tennessee. And after the game ended, they announced that that was the coldest game that Nebraska had played all season. <laughs> that Nebraska had played? Yes. Oh, my God. Because <laughs> it was like 28 or something by the time the game was over, and it was wow. apparently a warmer fall that year back in mid- Midwest. And... Uh, you know, something about climate change, or I don't know. <laughs> uh, and, and yeah, dude, it was it was miserable cold. If not for the fact that they had just dominated Tennessee, it would have been a very, very, very unpleasant drive back to... Well, at least we were driving back to California. So, <laughs> hey, there was Going that. back to Cali. Yeah. But uh, we had some... Interesting conference championship games. Interesting for different reasons. The NFC game, which was the first game of the day, uh, the Packers seemingly could do no wrong between the 20s. And when they got into the red zone, they seemingly could do nothing to penetrate that front seven of the Seahawks. And, you know, Eddie Lacy... He's a good, strong running back. He, I see him as something of a Marshawn Lynch in training in some ways. He was getting stuffed at this He was absolutely getting stuffed. Yeah. And I think that a gimpy Aaron Rodgers had something to do with this part of the Packers game plan failing because if I... Threat to, to, to take off. I mean, to take off and run. I think with yeah with with his with yeah. his calf gimpy the right. way it was yeah to not be able to you know fake a little dive and then roll him out one way or the other on a bootleg and put one bad one defender in a bad position as right. opposed to putting one offensive player in a bad position against seven defensive players um, I think that that was a big part of why their game plan stalled so poorly so horribly in the red zone yeah, uh, and when you got yeah, and so it, if Rodgers is healthier, and granted, this is the this is the if that I don't even like to play because in the playoffs, every team is dealing with injuries that have really torpedoed a lot of plans. Yeah. So, um, but if Rodgers is healthy enough to be any kind of threat to roll out and do anything meaningful on the outside, uh, I think that <coughs> Green Bay could easily have iced this game at halftime. As it was, it was sixteen to seven or sixteen nothing in halftime. I think it was sixteen seven. But here's, they, the, yeah. here's the situation though. You, you got a good point. I, I don't disagree with you there. But but that being said, mm-hmm. what did Seattle? Seattle won like seven eight in a row. They 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 they, they fought through adversity. Those Seahawks are so hot right now. Yeah, you know what I mean. It, they it, it seems like they they had come back. Uh, a number of times yeah. this season, you know, uh, you know, so they were never really out of it. No. And with a healthy Aaron Rodgers, may they have been out of it, possibly. But I don't think the one, one thing about them, they have no quit in their game. So no, absolutely. Uh, you, you know, if he and that's been, that's the kind of thing that you don't discover in January. Right. You discover that in. I mean, if you, I mean, you, you, you learn that about your team in September, October, November, exactly. and you lean on it in December and January. 
and that's that. You can't you can't argue you can't ask for that. I mean, like that's three just, and three or three and they four. They started slow, you know. They stumbled out of the gate, you know. They lost down in San Diego. Kind <laughs> 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 of just enjoy that one. I remember that. And I enjoyed it at the time. I enjoy it even more now. And that lo- that win, right? That game lost its luster for a while because the Seahawks kind of they continued to stumble a little bit there at the beginning of the year, and it started to look like. Ooh, wow, you beat the Seahawks. Everyone's about to beat them. <laughs> and then they, you know, the light bulb clicked. They figured out how to fight through some things, and they re- regained a little bit of their mojo. And right now, yeah, they're, they're I, I think <sighs> that they are the team to beat in this Super Bowl. And this is a tough one for me to even call with, anything. Even with the defensive injuries? Even, even with the injuries, I think that... Uh, both teams are nicked up at this point in the year. I think that the Patriots have had a similar deal as far as they started a little slow and they've they have clicked. I mean, goodness, I mean, you don't want to you don't want to run into a buzzsaw like they are spinning right now. I mean, I don't give a shit. Just like you said, who how many pounds per square inch were in that ball? <laughs> Depending on which t- which team had the ball, I mean, it had no that had no bearing on that game. Um, none. And for for a team that is that well coached to be hitting on all cylinders like that, that's scary. It's it's a terrifying thing. Yeah. Um, and I think both of these teams are in a great spot psychologically. And I think both of these coaches are clearly masters at motivating people. Like we were just talking with AD earlier about Legarrett Blunt and how he. Walked basically quit on the Steelers. Like we, we won't know what happened there for a couple years. All we know is he walked off in the fourth quarter, yeah. right? And, and we won't know exactly what happened for a couple of years. There will be a book about it. You know, there will be some sort of interview within it. the next couple of years. Uh, because this is, you know, this is there. There are all these, all these uh, recent college film grads here in California who are desperate to crack the industry somehow, some way. And there, yeah, it'll be a 30 for 30. And uh, if it doesn't make a 30 for 30, then I'm sure Fox sports will start producing crappy knockoffs of 30 for 30s soon enough. And it'll get there. So we will, we will hear the story eventually. And I think sooner than, you know, if this has happened 25 years ago, uh, I, I think it would take a lot longer for somebody to put something, some sort of, uh, cohesive, coherent report on what happened here. I think we're going to get a decent idea of what went down in Pittsburgh pretty soon. But so the Patriots are starting to sound like the U, man. Can you, <laughs> can you think of a guy who's been able to resurrect seemingly dead from lack of motivation talent? I mean, look what he's Kyle done Davis. with guys like... Well... The Raiders couldn't do anything oh, no. for Randy Moss. No, but if you go back, if you go back to the Lions, yes. yes. and the, the, that era, I mean, they were pulling guys out of prison damn near to, to put, put it back in the football. But then, I mean, I mean, Bill Belichick right now is like a defibrillator for for careers that have gone stale for for reasons that have nothing to do with the human body. Clear and. You look at what he's done for some of these guys. That I mean, and he's been an incredible identifier of talent from the get-go. I mean, he's always he's been able to find guys that fit his system and his team needs regardless of what scouts around the league think, regardless of what pundits on TV think. And 
he's been able to take guys who clearly have all the talent in the world and have just lost their motivation and help them rediscover it in ways that you know nobody else right now I think is capable of. Possibly with the exception of Pete Carroll. So, I mean, this is two teams that are not going to be short on motivation in any way. You've got a team trying to defend a title. You've got a team trying to defend its reputation against, you know, accusations of impropriety. Uh, you've got two teams that just flat out want to win. So, I mean, it's gonna. I, I think we're in for a good Super Bowl. I think Seattle has an edge here. But I think that, you know, hey, anything that goes on record, this, this is a... It's a little bit of a flip a coin one, I think, here. So, I don't know, man. I'm expecting a good game. And, I hope oh, so. wait, wait. Just, just before I forget, I, I, I want to know, I want you guys to remember that last week, as far as the uh, Seattle game and uh, that game, I said the last team to have the ball is going to win that game. Show a little, little props there, because that's the last team to have the ball. Oh, so as soon as it went to overtime, you were just guaranteed uh, to be prophetic. <laughs> Not necessarily. That's, that's true. This is the new NFL. Exactly. Uh, at least the swabby, man. At least they did it for you. Um, I take what I get it. <laughs> yeah, you know the 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 Packers are gonna they're gonna. I'm sure they will watch. They will have watched this tape probably three or four times at least by now. Individual players. I don't want to know how many times Mike Sherman has watched this game film by now, but uh, that or Mike McCarthy. Sorry, not Mike Sherman. Um, but that they're going to have to just flush this one because it's going to be painful to watch. It's going to. They're going to be angry at themselves for a long time over this well, one if they, if they let themselves. Of- it was like a limited right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, and, and things that were well within their control and things that, you know, a bad bounce here and there. But the, the mental mistakes are the ones that are going to haunt them for a long time. And I think that, you know, the most visible one where you could see a guy bummed out and really feeling like the weight of the game was on him was the, the dude that uh, booted the, the onside kick attempt. No, and know, that one, you know, that's a tough call. It's a tough position to be in. You, you're hoping for a guy to step up and make a play, but at the end of the day, you're kind of a little bit at the mercy of the universe on that one. And there's, you know what I did here? It, it was playable, but yeah, what what's that? That even though he's on the hands team, mm-hmm. it was his job. It was his job. He was out. To, he was supposed to go protect somebody. Go instead protect of, somebody and not. And and the kicker, you've seen the water boy. <laughs> the kicker was eyeing back and forth, and he said, "There's my bitch." <laughs> yeah, um, and you could tell he was just eating himself alive on the oh, sidelines yeah, after man. that. I mean, that's, that's heartbreaking. And, it, and it, it's it's a game where you get a chance to either make a play or not, and unfortunately for him, on that particular play, he didn't. But there were so many reasons for the Packers not even to be in that situation that, uh, I mean, and, and that's the thing we come, we come back to every time. Whether we're talking about the refs or, you know, a play decided by the players, if it comes down to one thing, then the team as a whole didn't do what they should have done. So the Packers as a whole, as a team, lost that game. The Seahawks, I don't want to take anything away from them because to fight back – in a conference championship like that, in a title defense situation where with five minutes left in the game, you look like you've been KO'd to fight back and say, we're going. They were at home on that one. Yeah, they were at home. But um, 
that two point conversion. I mean, seriously, that he just threw that ball. Yeah, it, and it, and that was one where that defender he had him. Yeah, and he quit on it. He straight up quit on it, and that because he thought there's no way this ball's getting here. <laughs> and then the guy you know what just reminded me of. It reminded me of when Berkovici from Arizona threw that threw that pass uh-huh. against SC. Yeah, same situation. And yeah. They're all standing around, watch the guy catch the ball, yeah. taking it in the they end zone. Quit on it. Yeah, <laughs> they said there's no way it's going to get there. And I, the, I'm not a Packers fan. I, I've enjoyed occasionally you don't have a, you to don't see have a little a, bit of cheese meltdown. Thing, uh, no, no, I don't have any any cheese paraphernalia. <laughs> Uh, okay, so the cheese head hats, the triangle wedge of cheese. Apparently, that's too played out for some people. It's blasé because I was at a a family birthday party like a year or two ago, and some friend of one of my cousins is a nut job Packer fan. Showed up in a cheese head top hat. And a cheese head tie. So yellow foam with the holes and everything. Top hat and tie. His wife, big dangly cheese wedge earrings. I mean, just... How old are these people? Like 30. It's not like they were 12 or, you know, or 80. You know, either way would be okay. Because if you're 12, it's like, well, you just, you're a fucking idiot kid. And if you're 80, you can pretty much do whatever the hell you want. Yeah. I mean, at that point, you're not even surprised if they're wearing a pointed white hood. It's like, hey. Hope that the medication is at least close by. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Who's so. changing grandma? <laughs> but yeah, this uh, this is going to be a very. I think it's going to be a good Super Bowl from a pure football perspective. You can block out all of the distractions that come along with a matchup like this. If you can block out. This football inflation scandal, uh, if you can block out the defending champs, if you can block out hatred for either one or both of these teams and just take it for a football matchup, if you can ignore all the personalities and the egos and everything else, I think this is going to be an incredible Super Bowl. I'm hoping. There's also the the extreme possibility that it could go really out of hand in a hurry for one team or the other because both of these teams – have shown on occasion an ability to absolutely bury their opponents. So I don't know, man. It's <laughs> I'm hoping for the former, but I'm also hoping that Katy Perry's boob pops out. Show, so it's pretty much all she's got going for her. She's not actually singing. I hate to break it to all you folks out there, America. What? <laughs> Who's doing the national anthem this year? Do we know? Uh, yeah, Dina, Dina, uh, ah, the, the Frozen, frozen Broads. Oh. Uh, that's uh, Seals X. Ex- no, not Seals. Uh, uh, it looks. No, Seals, uh, that's Heidi Klum. Heidi Klum, yeah. Uh, it's Tay Diggs' ex-wife. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, they just broke up after she hit it big on this uh, Frozen Let It Go song. <laughs> they just got a divorce. Huh. 
and sold their thirty million dollar whatever. Yeah, well, Tate is, he's, I don't think he'd be doing way too He's long. he's gonna get his groove back. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I'd take Angela Bassett over Eugene Menzel. Uh, I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> and don't let it don't let a John Travolta introduce her either. <laughs> <laughs> and he wasn't even the highest person at those Academy Awards. This is the same. Was that the same one when uh, Matthew McConaughey won it? Yes. Won the Best Actor? Yeah. Oh, dude, he, they were just on different stuff. <laughs> McConaughey was going up, Travolta was going down, much, right, much like right, their right. much like their career paths. Did you see that movie, Dallas Buyers Club? By the no, way, no, I did not see Dallas that. Is Buyers a fucking. Club. I heard it's depressing. It's. It's a little depressing, yeah, but it's it's an interesting movie, yeah. man. It's I like McConaughey. Yeah, I got a chance to hang out. Different. It's then. it's a little different uh, rendition of McConaughey in that one. Yeah, but I've seen the uh, the uh, all right, all right, all right, McConaughey. <laughs> that would be a fun guy to hang out with, right yeah, there. Yeah, that was good times. <laughs> I keep getting older. Oh, it's like it's like herd cats, man. <laughs> keep track of this guy. What? <laughs> oh God! Is there anything else happening in the world of sports? I, Apparently, the Kings are not doing real well. The Kings or? have been struggling so yeah. far. But then you know, You're the, why am I telling you what to talk about? You're the sports guy. Uh, well, you know, I like to you know, crowdsource it a little. <laughs> By the way, if any of you happen to get a Kickstarter request for my wedding, <laughs> please help. <laughs> TLC, man. <laughs> <laughs> push it real good. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's okay. No scrubs. Oh, yeah. I don't want none of those. Or don't go chasing waterfalls. That's TLC. I, I just I have so much salt and pepper here. Hey, salt and pepper here? <laughs> man. Yeah. Basketball's happening. Couldn't tell you what's going on. The Hawks are leading the league, apparently. Uh, Atlanta Hawks. Atlanta and Golden State are like the two best teams in basketball right now. Where the Lakers at? Man? Um, taking a few days off here and there. Yeah, um, you know they played they played the Cavs like ten days ago something Cavs like that. Are horrible. The Cavs are a little better now that LeBron is back healthy, but they're still they're still a lot of pieces that yeah, don't know how to play together. Not and that's that's the issue I have with all these colluding deals to get guys to go to different teams in the NBA because the NBA is the absolute worst at this whole thing now. You know, you call your all these up, call your all these guys up. call each other up in the off season. They say, "Hey, screw everybody else. Let's just go play together. Let's go do this." And you know, and which city? Let's pick a city. Let's pick a city. Exactly. Which one? And, and, and this time they said, "Let's go to Cleveland." And, yeah, and see that? I, I hear Kevin loves piss. I hear it's beautiful this time of year. <laughs> he had to get talked into Cleveland. He's like. You know, you know, Dwayne has been calling me too. You know? <laughs> <laughs> South Beach sounds a whole lot much more fun than Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Although Drew Carey said Cleveland rocks. <laughs> yeah, he's full of shit. <laughs> Moon over Parma. Yeah, dude. Uh, I think about eighteen at least of the NBA markets are better than Cleveland. <laughs> at least. Apparently, if you're born there and raised there, you got you have an obligation. But anybody else really doesn't have. <laughs> I would hate to feel that trapped, you know. Have that, like I, I don't think I'm. I don't think I'm going home. 
I don't think I'm moving back. Best chance they talk shit about you. We're burning your shit. Yeah, man. <laughs> like, people lighting my jerseys on fire. Like, I, I was graced with anonymity in my hometown, and I still don't want to go back. <laughs> I don't think they'd welcome me back with quite as open arms anyway. So, uh, yeah. Who do you got in the Pro Bowl this weekend? You got Team Michael Irvin or Team uh, Who's the other captain this year? Oh, Chris Carter. Chris Carter. Uh, you know, I, I, just on personality, I would have to go with Michael Irvin. <laughs> He's a whole lot more interesting to listen to. I no, no offense, Chris, but I, I watch you on ESPN, or, you know, or whatever it is. He's on ESPN, and CBS. I don't know. He found Jesus, so he's less exciting than. Uh, he's just not. He never was he, that exciting. Michael Irvin, he, he was excited. Guy. He's had some good times, man. He's, He's been arrested for a couple of different things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Irvin, you're, you're sure to see a good time. <laughs> you might have to get out before everything goes down. Yeah. <laughs> but you're going to be good. That was fun while it lasted. <laughs> Wash your hands and have an alibi. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? That's a powdered donut? Yeah, that's a powdered donut. <laughs> <laughs> It's not my firearm. <laughs> uh, yeah, Chris Carter seems a little uptight to me, man. He, he's always seemed he's always a nice good guy. guy. He's probably a nice guy. He's probably a nice guy. But he always seems a little uptight, man. Walker was from Florida, right? Uh, I know he played at the U. I don't know. Yeah, if, I don't know if he's from Florida. Said. <laughs> Even if he's changed his ways, yeah. he can hook you up. <laughs> yeah, you don't stop knowing people. Exactly. <laughs> Even the ones that really try, they never stop knowing those no. people. Yeah, it's like Al Pacino said, yeah, they're trying to get out. They pull me back in. So, yeah, we got the Pro Bowl this Sunday. I could give two craps about it. Uh, the Senior Bowl, I think, is on Saturday. So, That's a bunch right. of guys uh, get to hang out in Alabama for a week and. Get a little prelude to the NFL scouting combine that's going to take place next month. Last week was the uh, the Players the, Association. The, the NFLPA Collegiate Bowl, which was up, up at uh, the StubHub Center, I believe. Formerly, right the, Carson formerly the Home Depot Center. Um, I went to that one a couple years ago. It was fun. What? The, the NFLPA Collegiate Bowl. That was the inaugural one, the one I went to. So they were just giving tickets away. They probably still were. But um, the Shrine game, the East-West Shrine game, was also this they weekend. Used to, they used to be played at the College Hill. Yeah, I don't know where they played it this time around. I, but it was pretty ugly. It was like, I think the final was like 13-10 or something. This is a sad time of year, isn't it? It's so, it's like, because I, I really actually watched some of that <laughs> game. Like, this game, game doesn't mean dick. <laughs> it's not even entertaining. <laughs> But it's Saturday, and I want to watch college football. football. Yeah, exactly. Uh, You can always go to to the cable network to watch the 1967 uh, this bowl or the 1984 this bowl or that bowl. You know know the outcome. It's really not that exciting. Yeah, I've tried watching some of the ones where I've already, you know, I know how it ends. Even when it ends the way I want it to, it's like, eh. I can't really watch this. I hear you, man. Show me the highlights. With maybe a couple exceptions. But, oh, man, I remember when ESPN Classic, like, first kind of took over, like, first took off, you know, and became a big thing. We had it on the cable, the cable channels we got in the dorms. We had ESPN Classic. 
And the girl I was dating at the time, we happened to be flipping through the channels. Might have been February 14th. (laughs) (laughs) Just like got home from dinner, turned the TV on, flipped through the channels, and then it was like, oh. Halfway, right? Yeah. (laughs) Unless it's a leap year. (laughs) And it just happened to be 1997, Nebraska versus Missouri. And I was like, I was like, should I? I was like, oh my god! It was near the end of the game. I was like, okay, wait, can we just watch like the last? She's like, oh, who's playing? And I was like, well, <laughs> they're not playing. That's you, blew it, Dad. Yeah, man. <laughs> you never give up the. He looks a little old. I know the guys in the stands are wearing ties. Everybody's got a crew cut. It's just a style back there. Yeah, back that there. part of the country. <laughs> and, Actually, I didn't get any any flack over it that day, <laughs> but it was just funny. Like, yeah, yeah we're gonna just go ahead and watch the last five minutes of a football game that happened you know, five years ago, six years ago. <laughs> You're a good man, man. <laughs> and shortly after that, I found out about the uh, unofficial holiday that takes place on March 14th. I'm not even sure it takes place on February oh. 14th. Well, on March or on March fourteenth, it's Steak and a Blowjob Day. So. Oh, that's true. that should need to celebrate. Yeah, absolutely. Hallmark has nothing to do with that. Nope. That's just America, right there. Want to take a quick break? Uh, you know what? I'm just gonna go ahead and uh, give you this right here. <laughs> <laughs> then we can take a break and talk about God knows what when we get back. You got it. That's in our You listen to Swoopstar on Talk Star Radio Network, and uh, this here is. I just went blue by Project Rehab, AYO, back after this.
My name is Tom Thornton. And my name is Cindy Thornton. We're retired, and this is how we live United. We decided to volunteer with United Way at our community free health clinic. United Way is how we contribute. Because we know our time and money are going to the right places. Judging by the thank yous we get at the clinic, I'd say we're doing the right thing with our retirement, too. We're Tom and Cindy Thornton. We volunteer at our community free health clinic. We don't just wear the shirt. We live it. Give. Advocate. Volunteer. Live United. Go to liveunited.org. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. Hi, this is Ronnie Wood of the Stones for Rad. You know it's okay to rock and roll and party, because I do it all the time. Just let someone else do the driving. That's what I do. Remember, rock lives, and you should too. Please don't drink and drive. A public service message brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation, Rad, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. The views and opinions expressed by the individual hosts and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Talk Story Radio, its affiliates, or sponsors. Hello, this is Normandy Wilson, and you're listening to Snoop's World. Back to Super Bowl on the Times Square Radio Network, and uh, wow, <laughs> that's uh, that's out of the blue there. Anyway, uh, whew, we're done with T-Bone's timeout. We got a few minutes left. Did you guys see the story about this guy who bulldozes? Yeah, uh, apparently his wife, he and his wife, I, I don't know if they're together or not together, but she had a house that was in her name, and. Uh, they weren't living there, but uh, for some reason, uh, he uh, decided he needed to get rid of the get rid of the house. Man, did you see that story? Mm-mm. Uh, I'll see. We'll bring it right up here. Uh, <laughs> she wasn't around. I guess she was out of town. And uh, it says, "Man rents excavator, bulldozes home without telling wife." She's aware of it now and says, we're good. Here we go. A New York man who rented a bulldozer from a local construction company and demolished the house that he lived. Oh, actually, he lived in with his wife, whose name is on the deed and who did not know about the, the raising. Uh, told NBC New York that he did it because it was dilapidated and needed to come down. The foundation of his Middletown home was crumbling for years of disrepair. 48-year-old... James Reen said Tuesday afternoon that he tried to get a permit to demolish it himself, but uh, couldn't because the office he needed to visit was closed due to a federal holiday. So I took it down. That's it, said Rain, who was arrested Monday in the process of demolishing his home. Police said he was knocking down the single-family house to the ground with an excavator and tossing the debris in the dumpsters when they arrived. They said he didn't try to run and was cooperative. Reen's wife is the legal owner of the home, she was not there when it was raised, and police said she had no idea what was happening. Rain said he tried to call her before beginning the demolition, but she didn't pick up her phone. All items left in the house when it was destroyed were replaceable, he said. Neighbor <laughs> uh, Daryl Horn said Rain's wife drove up to find her home reduced to rubble. She was very upset. She was in the middle of the road screaming, her house, what happened to her house, said Horn. Radio Minutes ABC did 
Let me see for uh, New York. His wife was distraught initially, but now she's over it. We're good. I'm a good husband. What can I tell you? <laughs> I, I heard a little bit of a, a snippet of a radio interview he gave. How much notice did you give her? None. How much was I supposed to give her? <laughs> I called her. She didn't pick up. <laughs> Shit in there too. It's, it's like, like yeah, it's all replaceable. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, there's there's no uh, set protocol for for a spontaneous demolition of your own home. So, <laughs> blazing a new trail. That's <laughs> uh, uh, shit. What do you think the uh, the missus would do if you uh, decided to just pull out a bulldozer and roll down the? Uh, that might not go over. Have, have you ever lived in a place where it might have gone over better? Uh, you know, I, I don't know. I've known some people who might be able to, you know, like, they might have been able to get away with it. Like, it would just been like, oh. We, we could have just set fire to it. You but know. Uh, not, not me personally. Not... Uh, I'm not seeing that. I'm not seeing that going over well at all. No. See, I'm a, I'm a big fan of the make it look like an accident strategy. <laughs> There's so many ways this could have been done where he would have gotten a Sons free... Sounds a rental. Yeah, he would have gotten a new house for free out of the deal. This one just seems poor, poorly planned. Yeah. Poorly thought That's out. That's why you shouldn't... You you know what? I think that there should be a three-day cooling off period before you can rent an excavator. <laughs> ID. <laughs> you, can, you can rent it, but you can't yeah, receive it. it. You exactly. can't pick it up. <laughs> <laughs> Come back in five days. We'll give you the excavator. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! You know what? And uh, uh, our good friend Stacy actually sent me something uh, uh, a few days ago. Let me pull it up. You guys, uh, kibitz amongst yourself. Uh, look it up. This is hilarious too. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. Oh, God, where is it at? Oh, he's got to log into his Facebook. All right. Well, Peter, we have to riff a little bit. You do okay. have to riff a little what, bit. Uh, what, what the hell are you wearing? You look like Bill Belichick over there. Oh. Freaking, my, you, know. you and your flash dance sweatshirt. <laughs> woo This is my soggy dollar ah. sweatshirt. You guys know about the soggy dollar? Tell us. So, so i got to fill up some time here. When you're in... British Virgin Islands, there's this place called the Soggy Dollar Bar. It's called that because there's no way to get to it, at least if you're on a boat, there's no way to get to it except for jumping in the water. You told me about the Soggy Dollar. Which, of course, when you do that, you end up with Soggy Dollars. uh, And they like to drink something called the Painkiller. And uh, wow, it works, man. It totally works, but. For me, it was too sweet. It's got to swim back out to the boat a little difficult too. Then. Oh yeah, <laughs> some of the people needed uh, some of the people needed the launch to come get them after we'd spent a or day. some floaties. Yeah, some floaties, some little little tow rope type of deal. Uh, but uh, there it is, and then it was in paradise. So it all worked out. It totally was good times. So even though it was plenty warm and I didn't need. A sweatshirt. My wife insisted that I needed to have a souvenir, and this is the souvenir sweatshirt that I... And it was wet by the time you got back to the boat, wasn't it? No, no. That's, these guys have not missed a bump. Like, <laughs> yes, you pay with your soggy dollars, but when you buy your t-shirts or your hats or whatever, they 
put them in little floaty Ziplocs for you. Ah. So that they don't, you know, because, of course, guys would be like, whatever, I'll still wear it. But a chick would be like, I just bought it. I don't want it to get all salty and dirty. And so they figured a way around that. They had little floaty Ziploc, totally tight, not a problem. We're going to talk about Miss Megan Barnes here for a second, uh, from Florida, of course. Mm. The 37-year-old Megan Barnes catapulted to instant fame for alleged multitasking mashup that earned the, blonde, the Bottle Blondes mugshot a spot on hundreds of websites. According to the startled Florida Highway Patrol trooper, Barnes was shaving her bikini area while driving south on famed overseas highway wow. when she crashed into the rear of an SUV March 2nd. Wow. The police report obtained by ABC News, uh, the trim job was apparently essential because uh, the arresting officer, Tracy Gary Dunnick, said the Indiana native told him she was heading to Key West to visit her boyfriend. But there's more to the story. She said she was meeting her boyfriend in Key West and wanted to be ready for the visit. Uh, it gets weirder in order to pay full attention to her sensitive regions. Police said Barnes enlisted her ex-husband, Charles who was riding shotgun to hold the wheel. Yeah, that's right. It's her <laughs> ex-husband. Their tag team driving went awry when an SUV driving in front of them slowed to turn. Barnes' 1995 Thunderbird smashed into it. Two of the uh, SUV's passengers suffered minor injuries. Police say Barnes shouldn't have been driving that Thunderbird since she'd been convicted on previous days, uh, the, the previous day, for driving under the influence and driving on a suspended license. So she was uh, <laughs> doing some serious multitasking. Driving the, driving the, on her suspended license in a thunder clutch. That's right. Nice. While shaving. While shaving her, her, her bikini. Her, her mm-hmm. happy spot. While her uh, ex-husband's kind of steering. And, uh, you know what he was looking at. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't the road. Well, she's <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I have a serious breakdown in <laughs> <laughs> How much meth do you think was involved? Uh, Come on, look at the mugshot. <laughs> oh. I love that they even have to call her a, a bottle blonde. blonde. Yeah. Like, that bottle ran out months ago. That is a serious inverted skunk stripe right there. Oh, yeah. You know, you gotta give her props for multitasking and, 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 and getting all trimmed up before uh, the performance. I mean, admirable. She had all a lot of really noble ideas. She just should have separated them. Yeah. Like maybe stick to changing the radio while driving, and then you know, <laughs> shave your snatch after you're parked. <laughs> You think the ex talked her into or that? Maybe, oh, yeah. Or maybe, you know, she could have driven and her ex husband. Well, she was driving. I know, but maybe she could have driven. Oh, he could have driven. Her husband could have done the shave. Yeah. Even that might have been a little <laughs> bit more safe. And I imagine he wouldn't have protested. No. And he probably would have. He didn't protest in any way. Probably yeah. would have taken his time. Yeah. <laughs> he got it right. Yeah. He got it right. <laughs> I don't want to hurry. <laughs> Wouldn't want to mess up. Wouldn't want to nick anything. We're going to get this all cleaned up for the next guy. <laughs> Florida, man. All that shit happens in Florida. No matter where people are from, yeah, it, it happens, happens in, in Florida. In, yeah, <laughs> further 
something in the water there, man. Or, or is it like the triangle? It's got some kind of weird vortex. There's, uh, there's strange... Strange, yeah. There's different levels of solar radiation and magnetic fields and all kinds of shit, yeah, man. Yeah, it's a strange vortex. Up is down and north is south. Does just the toilet water run clockwise or clockwise? <laughs> Let me go check with my neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, big plans for the week, man? The rest of the week, I should say? Nope. Not for me. Just, you know, same old, same old. Just, uh, nothing. Gonna do another one of those, uh, billion mile an hour sprints down to the dam. This guy, uh, he, he went on a ride last week and he hit like something like 37 miles an hour or 38 miles an hour. Nice. It's downhill. Doesn't matter. I, I hit 30 miles an hour tonight, uh, today, uh, going downhill. And I was like, woo! <laughs> <laughs> the key is to not look at the. the I have don't to look, look at it. it. I love looking at it. I love looking at it. Then look I at it out. afterwards. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you know, when you get home, you're like, wow! Because you, when you hit those numbers, you know, when you get close to 40 miles an hour, you, you know where you were when that happened. Right across from uh, the brook. Mm-hmm. Uh, just not not on uh, Bellflower. The Pepper, other the side road. Yeah, yeah. It, it drops way down. Uh-huh. Oh man, I, I looked down. I was like thirty one miles an hour. And there's a curb up front. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I saw the through street. Yeah, <laughs> the fucked up little cul de sac at the yeah. bottom. Of it. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> but it was fun. <laughs> I had a couple of those moments on the snow on Sunday. Yeah, it's like I am going way too fast. <laughs> For my age, and then I and then I jammed on the brakes, and then I realized they had just no. I mean, I, I had a successful stop, and then I realized they had just closed the lift that I had stopped at. I'm like, oh man! And then there's like this big, long, flat, windy thing to get back to the main things that go down to the base. Because it was one of those intermediate ones, like, like one of those ones that starts in the middle and goes back up. And it was like. 403 at that point uh-huh. the chairs were still running but they had shut off they had closed off the gate to it they're like no sorry like, i don't know if tickets cost now signs your um, csulb id <laughs> uh, during the holiday and peak part like right now it's weekends right now up at big bear are 79 bucks and I think it's like 69 or something That's for a regular. It's like 30 bucks. <laughs> it's, ex- it's expensive. Yeah, it's why. It's 30 know. bucks with my AAA card. You got to keep the riffraff out, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Get the urban scares away. <laughs> I, I, all I can say is there were an awful lot of folks who just pulled over on the side of the road on the drive up there to play in the the black snow on the side <laughs> like there hasn't been fresh Cardboard. hasn't been fresh snow in two weeks and people just drove up and stopped and started playing with stuff on the side yeah. of the road it's like, How's the, I used to love the, used to like go up to the village up there is that still pretty cool it is I didn't go to the village at all this last trip but um, they've done some interesting work um, they've jazzed it up a little bit they've redone like the sidewalks and the planters and stuff they put some outdoor fire pits uh along different parts of the roads there it's nice man it's you know they're trying to attract some more some some new businesses you know they've they've had a lot of mainstays that have been there for forever that are still going they've had a lot of older things that have kind of 
phased out over the last few years. So trying to kind of, I guess, without totally flipping it on its head, kind of invigorate it a little bit. And it seems to be doing pretty well. There's some new restaurants that that seem to be catching on. The restaurants up there, I would never want to do a restaurant but there are some really good restaurants up there but a couple that just like they're still there just because they're a touristy place with a catchy name like, yeah. when I was going to U of R my freshman year I used to go I used to shoot up there like midweek after class mm-hmm. we skate up there all the time yeah. I was just a Less skate, more steady. I would have done a whole lot better. <laughs> well, we used to skip there a lot. It was a lot of fun. It was, it was great. It was, it was good times, man. Good times. Now, uh, next week on uh, Swoops Road, uh, it looks like it's just the three of us here, man. I don't, we haven't scheduled anybody yet, but uh, we might have somebody. You, you're supposed to talk to somebody, so we might, might have them in, uh, in studio. If, not, I, we'll, if I send a message right now, it will be received totally the wrong way. <laughs> <laughs> Well, if you remember uh, later, uh, do so. Peter, where to bike Orange County, man? Where to bike Orange County <clears throat> is a book I wrote. It's part of a travel series, um, and it covers the 85 or so best rides in Orange County. Uh, 30 of those rides are you know, geared towards your, your little kid. Uh, completely car-free, safe for them to, to figure out how to crash and burn without uh, getting run over. Uh, and then the other 50-something rides uh, cover everything. Very recreational. Uh, for the most part, you know, uh, cover everything from casual two to four mile rides with lots of things to do to the more challenging 50 miles or so uh, with plenty of hills and challenges. Every ride has an accurate ride log, map, a uh, you know, places to stop and eat and, and, and things of points of interest. And it all ties into a companion app, which Swoop can never remember how to use. Uh, where to bike Orange County? Not how? <laughs> but you gotta remember I have it. I was. Where to bike Orange County? You can pick it up at uh, local bike shops. The REIs in uh, Orange County and LA area are, are stocking it. Uh, the Barnes and Nobles in those same areas are stocking it. And of course, you can go to the Swoops World homepage or any page and find it there. That will take you to that mega store known as Amazon, and they'll deliver it to your front doorstep. And Swoops World will earn a few pennies if you go that route. So check it out. Where to bike, Orange County. For all your fitness needs, go see our good friend Jack Nunn. He will help you get in shape, stay in shape, train for a special event. You name it. He has indoor rowing, boot camp, personal training, and much, much more. Located at 5750 Boathouse Lane here in Long Beach. Check them out on the website, www.roworx.com, or give them a call, 562-688-1716. Let them know Swoops Road sent you. Your first week is free. DraftKings, man. Swoopsroad.com slash DraftKings, the place to go for one day and one week fantasy sports. If you are just about fed up with your fantasy football year, you got one or two more chances at it. And then you've got, boy, fantasy basketball could be a real... Real crazy deal with DraftKings, so check it out. I heard uh, on the Tim Conway show on the way here tonight it's that. Tim. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 the Petros version is just awesome. Um, I heard on the Conway show tonight that actually no, it was on the John and Ken show when I was on my way home from work for the first time. 
they were interviewing a bunch of guys about uh, what they spend their people. They ask guys, uh, "What do you ha- if you if you have like your own private bank account or credit card that you don't tell your wife about? What do you spend that money on that you're hiding?" And the guy called and he said, "Certainly hiding, uh, not hiding, but just not telling." The guy called in and said, uh, "I I do one day fantasy sports." And so this student was, you know, using his discretionary funds for uh, DraftKings, it sounds like. So <laughs> there's no need to be ashamed of it. I mean, you don't have to spend three to $500 a month. You could get actually a free entry into uh, a large money giveaway if you go to swoopsworld.com slash DraftKings right now. Give it a try. You might get hooked. And you might uh, find yourself opening up another bank account <laughs> just for these sort of fun purposes. Yeah. Audible.com. Audible.com uh, is uh, audibletrial.com. Forward slash, forward slash swoops world. Swoops world. <laughs> uh, we'll take you if you if you do that or you click on the ad and on the pages. You will that will take you to audible.com which uh, if you go that route you'll get your first book for free and the way it works is you download uh, your book and if you sign up for the monthly deal want you get a credit and they, as we've as we've mentioned in the past there's 250,000 uh, titles, new ones every day with lots of great talent reading. Uh, Soup, what, what are you reading now? Listening to now, I should say. I am listening to uh, uh, Tripwire, one of the many books on the Jack Reacher series. <laughs> 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 surprise, surprise. Yeah. And I actually have one in queue. I have uh, Raymond Jacobs' book, uh, Cathesme. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then the queue. So, uh, as Peter was saying, uh, you know, if you go to if you go to uh, audibletrial.com forward slash swoops world, sign up there. They're going to give you a free credit. If you tweet at us after you do that, I will give you an additional free credit uh, that we've gotten from uh, 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 Raymond, and you can uh, get yourself a second book. Very nice. Very nice. So, uh, you know. Listen to it while you're as Hoop likes to do, and I do this as well sometimes. Uh, when you're riding the bike, when you're on the treadmill, when you need to drown those kids out, when you're traveling on the airplane or in the car by yourself, lots of, lots of opportunities to listen to a book and lots of great titles with lots of great talent. So, uh, Audible Trial dot com forward slash Swoops World, and uh, you'll get yourself a trial. Check it out. Check it out. We want to thank Tom O'Keefe for sitting in the studio with us tonight as well, and, and talking uh, whole food nutrition as well as health and fitness. Get that fly real quick. And uh, he's, uh, once again, he's got an event uh, coming up next week, Monday, January 26, 2015, 6.30 p.m., the Long Beach Petroleum Club, 3636 Linden Avenue. And uh, come and learn about uh, health and nutrition and, and uh, ways to uh, help Fight the, what do you call it, chronic disease. And uh, no cost to you. It's all free. Nothing to sell you, they says. And uh, just come on down, enjoy, learn, and have a good time. We want to thank Anthony Davis, as always, for uh, joining us and uh, chatting with us and uh, giving us uh, his insight to uh, little things happening in the world of professional sports. T-Bone, rest of your week, cool? Uh, I think so. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, I'm not really sweating much. I get free breakfast tomorrow, so life is good. Picking out tuxes or anything like no, that? No, no, nothing like that yet. I don't think we're gonna do the tux thing. <laughs> Just shocking, man. Oh. You know, I had to go to. I had to go to my kid's school yesterday 
because uh, they had a big thing, uh, you know, class rings and oh, winter formal. And all this crap got to pay for all at once. And uh, Friar Tux was there, and I'm talking to guy Friar Tux, and I'm laughing. And I'm like, Friar Tux, you're right over here in Dilemma, right? He goes, yeah. I said, yeah, I, I got my tuxes there when I was in high school. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was a long time. I got a, I got a free tux from them <laughs> for uh, one of my proms because they always did this, like, fashion show thing. Did you wear it to school? No, they did. A, I didn't have to wear it all day. Like, oh, they did a do. They, they did a thing in our school. This one here, yeah. If you wear it, you wear it to school, then you get oh, for free. I would have done that, that too, because it was like that, 150 yeah. bucks, man. Yeah, but I no, I, did, I just had to put one on and strut up and down. And it's like, really? I did, all I had to do. I didn't have to wear the whole thing. It was like because uh, I always wore shorts. Because no, if you wear, if you wear the the jacket, and the, the vest, and the, cards. And, the, and the you know everything from the waist up yeah. and. He didn't even ask me to hand out the cards. He says, if you got the cards and they ask for the cards, <laughs> which I did, which was good. Yeah. Then I could spend my money in other places. Exactly. Since there was a limited amount of those dollars. <laughs> well, we want to thank everybody for tuning in and all the ways you listen to us, whether you listen to us on Talk TalkStream Live, TuneIn.com, Stitcher, Swoops World apps, or however you listen to us, we appreciate you tuning in, and we want to thank you. As we always say, dream as if you'll live forever, live as if you'll die today. Good night, all. Good night. The views and opinions Peace. expressed by the individual hosts and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Talk Story Radio, its affiliates, or sponsors.